Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Real Estate Podcast. <laughs> I'm here with Travis. I'm here with Adam. And I'm here with Griffin. And this week we watch Adam's pick, Futile Stupid Gesture. And I just want to say that I'm sorry. I didn't know it was going to be that depressing. <laughs> but it was, it was nice to know. I didn't know this story. No. Had no idea no. that this was the guy that wrote fucking Animal House and, you know, um, that, I mean, I didn't even know it was a magazine. Yeah. I knew about oh, this Mad movie, Magazine, but. This this movie ended up hitting me harder because I was an idiot. I was an idiot in part of the film or while I was watching it. And, uh, but I will get to that. What do you mean? Yeah, really. <laughs> All right. So. No more about that. This is what I mean by, by I was an idiot. You didn't know that okay, was Chevy Chase? So, no, I did not know that the narrator was an actor, like replacing Doug Kenny. I, I've never known. I never oh, okay. heard the Doug yeah. Kenny story. I forget that so guy's went, name, but I've seen him in a shitload of movies. Yeah, I, I went in. I went into this at first, going, "Okay, so this is the real guy." Actually, you know, kind of narrating, being a, you know, a little plot device, you know, for the movie, which I thought was cool. Yeah, and then. And then when the you know mm. the ending kicks in, I was like, "Oh fuck, for I real!" Mean, they, they get you. They they get this you was, hard. This movie was like the final piece in the backstory of Saturday Night Live, though, because like I'd seen interviews and stuff with those people all throughout the years. You know, like with Robin Williams, you know, various interviews he's done. You know, Chevy Chase. You know, just Bill little, Murray. Yeah. I mean, I mean, this, you know, this guy was great. almost, he almost wanted to take credit for SNL. He's like, they took my writers. Yeah. I mean, all these people that would have never worked together if it wasn't for this guy. Well, it, and it would have been his show if he, was, if he was a rant. You know what I mean? And you if guys saw Harold Ramis. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah, uh, Ivan Reitman. It yeah. was crazy. I mean, he influenced, I mean, he pulled together like name talent that was nobody the time you know what i mean and like just let them go crazy and do their thing and it damn it worked i like, like the way it, it started oh i know right i mean this was good i was like all right, all right this is cool like him and his buddy you know he met somebody that was kind of like him you know who that dude is right his no. buddy dom hall gleason i mean in like i don't know who that is oh when, when i when i saw the when i saw the credits i was i was like oh shit for real that Who's was dom him? hall gleason he was, he's the guy in, uh, ex machina, you know, that falls oh. in love and he's in star he's in, Wars. Yeah. No way. Yeah. He killed it, man. He was bad. He's this such motherfucker's a, good actor. a real actor. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I mean, Holy I couldn't shit. tell. Was, I thought he was some nobody, like just, oh, he he's just somebody. this motherfucker off the street. Like he'll he's, fit the he's, role. He's a, uh. He's a Leo. You know what I mean? He's a Matthew McConaughey in the making. Wait, we got to give props to that fucking Rodney Dangerfield impersonator. Yeah, you know, he's I pretty was, damn I good. Was hoping, I was hoping one of you guys would, would mention that because I thought it was really good, too. No, he's a professional Rodney Dangerfield I impersonator. I figured he was, man. I figured this guy did that shit for a living because, yeah. I mean, you could sell that. Yeah. Oh, he sounded just like him though. I just I fucking like him, dude. Wearing the clothes, he had the style. He was he was doing the stance. Yeah, he like was twitching around and yeah, his movements and everything. Walk, I was just like, like him. 
He he dedicated his life to Rodney, man. I mean, you know. No big deal. Why not? No, Rodney man, Dangerfield heard- was a fucking joke machine. Oh, yeah. Well, because he wrote for how many years before he even started? I mean, he wrote for, for what, 20 years before yeah, he started? Yeah, he was old when he, when he fucking hit it. Yeah, I mean, he was like, what, selling washing machines or something? Yeah, he was a he was a like a door salesman. Shitty life. But he, I mean, he did it, he man. Killed it. Yeah, I mean, he's one he's, of the fucking. If you've ever like, you can go on YouTube and look at his, uh, um, you know, Johnny Carson, yeah, things and like, you know, he'll come out and say a few minutes, and then you know Johnny will wave him over, and he comes over there and sits down, and he's just joke after like he can't cut it off. It's just he's quick. It just yeah. keeps coming out too. Like the whole interview is just him fucking making everybody laugh. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's one of the greats, he, man. I know, man. And you just think about that talent. If he would have started when he was like twenty, oh yeah, you know what I mean. I think he had to go through what he went through to be able to, be to make fucking Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, yeah. So. um Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah. <laughs> well, I we didn't. It. The coke didn't kick it off. No. Everything was smooth sailing for a while. Like they went, they go around to all these like magazine people. So they they graduate Harvard. Yeah. And then the one guy wants to be a lawyer, and he's like, "Let's keep doing this magazine." Everybody loved our fucking Lord, Board of the Rings. I kind of want which read is it a real book, by the way. Yeah, same cover. I and looked everything. it up. Like, yeah, all this shit was real. Yeah. I didn't know it was a biopic like this. Like, no. Like, towards the end, we're going to rate the movie, but we're also going to rate this and like as a biopic. Okay. Okay. I'm saying, because it's not just a movie. No. And I saw online some some videos where they were doing scene comparisons. Like, uh, that scene where Joe McHale's got that headset on. He's like, Saturday Night Live, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a think of chevy chase doing that like and then the shit from caddyshack like yeah but uh let's get into it like they decide to continue he he's trying to push his buddy you know, his buddy can go off and make a shit ton of money being a lawyer super, he's super he's smart. clearly yeah, a very smart guy yeah like he's pretty much the one doing everything it's just the other guy's coming up with it yeah this motherfucker's well, wacky well you need that i think you need that contract you know, because yeah. you got the straight, you got the straight guy. You never see him really cut any jokes or, or cut up with anybody. But I mean, he riffs he, off the other dude, though. Yes, exactly. And then, then you've got a good like, riff. Well, you've got yeah, and you've got like the you got damn proto um, Robin Williams, basically. I mean, he's bouncing off the wall doing crazy shit, man. Like. He's just rolling with it. You know what I mean? When they were went into that party and he was like, I don't really like this party. And he just went over there and picked up a handful of food. Yeah. And he just, you know, started throwing it at people. And it was like, just goddamn, you know, like yeah. this motherfucker's crazy. He would just fall down or knock yeah. shit over. Everything was a fucking bit. Yeah. He had to and tell people when, this is when not he's a bit. true that he's like, this is not a bit right now. Like, yeah. Like this is real. Yeah. No, man. And um, so, yeah, they they decide that he talks his buddy into it. He's like, look, we'll do it until it's not fun anymore. And then, you know, once it's no longer fun or or we get, you know, I'm guessing bought out, then we'll cut it off. You know, that'll be that. And um, they go everywhere. 
they can go to try to get this magazine everywhere. Off the and this and is like go, in the sixties. Yeah, I know, right? Nobody wants to touch this shit. Nobody, because it's like college humor. Yeah, you know, young kids like. Yeah. Well, it's this is what I thought it was. Uh, the National Lampoon stuff, especially the stuff that we've that we saw from the magazine, it's it's smart humor for dumb people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like yeah. any dumbass can pick it up and read it and find something funny in it. But the more intelligent you are, the more you're going to pick up you on both how funny can enjoy it. it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But um, so they finally get somebody that'll that'll take them under. Wait, They're like okay, the guy that put publishes the Weight Watchers. Yeah, magazine. We're selling. We've sold five hundred thousand copies last month. It's like, hmm, oh, yeah. So the name Lampoon comes from their Harvard. They were um, the house the they were in. Well, yeah, the Harvard the Lampoon. Lampoons, yeah, and, it was a um, house, right? It was a paper. Oh, okay. In Harvard, yeah. And um, Doug was like the the editor over the paper in in college, and him and him and his buddy, you know, they they ran it, and everybody basically. fucking loved it. Yeah, I mean they they had it going on. So once they get picked up, then they just start hiring as much talent as they can, start contributing to the magazine, and they hire some characters. Yeah, we got <laughs> fucking mean, Lieutenant Dangle. <laughs> I mean, this movie was chucked full of motherfuckers. You remember when he went to do the interview? Yeah. With the, do you know who that was? Um, Ed O'Neill. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Ed O'Neill. He was like, "Fuck you." He's like, "You play tennis." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this dude was a fucking troll, man. He was. Like, uh, you know, it it made me want to go back and like read some of their shit, watch some of their shit, look for some interviews. Yeah, I know. You know, do a little research on the fella, because I'll be honest with you, I don't know shit about this motherfucker. No. I didn't know the and guy that, that started uh, National Lampoon fucking did Caddyshack. I knew oh, who directed it. Yeah, of course, yeah. But the director, did. he didn't write it. This guy no. did, and he did Animal House. Dude. Forget about um, it. Yeah, I know. They said it was so, the highest-selling comedy of all time. We'll get to that. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they start getting all these different contributors to the magazine. And, um, I mean, it turns into basically like Wolf of Wall Street, <laughs> more or less. I mean, it's just people go running around doing crazy shit all the time. But at around this time, though, it starts showing the toll. It start, the, the toll of all of this business and stuff starting to, you know. Yeah. That well, scene was so, cool. Where they were showing him walking around and all yeah. this fucking chaos was going on and he's just like stumbling through it. Yeah. Stoned. <laughs> oh, he was super stoned. Yeah. He stayed. Well, I think Doug's problem, and we'll get to this more. Of we course, all know what Doug's problem was. Well, not not only that, not the one problem, but I think his, his, his biggest problem is he couldn't turn it off. Yeah, like we said, like we said before, like it was everything to him was a bit, and he had to explain to people that it wasn't. He didn't. He doesn't have that time where it's like he's real. You know what I mean? He's always in character. Yes, exactly. And that gets old after a while. I'm gonna be honest. Like, 
Yeah. You know, like his wives. I mean, or his wife. There were there were two. Yeah. Well, yeah. And yeah. it was like you know they're like trying to argue with him or have a serious conversation. He's over here typing away like he's like I'm yeah. working. It's like, are you fucking serious right now? Yeah, like, come on, man. No, he just wanted to, I think he just wanted to surround himself with the craziest stuff that he could find. The craziest people that he could find just to, because. Because it'll bring it know. out of you. Well, not only that, but I've been in situations where I'm like, I, I shouldn't go do this, but it's going to be a really good story to tell somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I've been in those situations before when I'm, when I went on that blind date to the gay bar and they were having a drag show. I mean, dude, that's a fucking story. Yeah. That's you a know, movie, I mean, you know? Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah. that's a movie. So that was, you know, so I've been in that situation where like, I'll put myself in these places with all this crazy shit going on just because like, I've done it. There's certain people. Yeah that I would hang out with just because I was <laughs> yeah. like, it's going to be a fucking adventure. Yeah. Like Swartz. Like <laughs> if he called me right now, I would go out there and get my car and drive to fucking Alabama. <laughs> really? I don't know where he's at. Like he's a fucking character, man. Travis, he's a character, right? That's an understatement. <laughs> Dude. It's like, he's not, he can't be real. Yeah. There's no way this guy's real. That's what I would always right. think. But dude, that's him like yeah he's just fucking i mean everything you know so i would hang out with him anytime i got the chance right that's like um whenever chess and chastity were together oh god <laughs> i went over there as much as possible because you never know what was going to get broke thrown off the balcony them raising hell at each uh, other oh. truck set on fire yeah <laughs> piss on the hood i mean that shit was awesome, you know? Yeah. But, um, it was like a I fucking mean, train wreck. You couldn't turn away from it. Like, yeah. And I think he just invited that into his so much to kind of, I don't know, in a way, stimulate him, of course, with the drugs and all that stuff. But also at the same time, like, you know, you, most people, all fiction comes from some reality, right? Yeah. So, I mean, his was. His- his daddy issues. He had some yeah. daddy issues, man. I figured we'd get around to that. Like oh, his, yeah. the reason he wanted to be the fucking center of attention is because his dad never fucking loved him. Yeah. Wrong kid died. Wrong. They said that in the movie. He did. Wrong. As soon as he like, said, I said, Damn. wrong kid died. Yeah. Damn. Do we go down to the store? We're going to light a candle tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, they're doing the magazine and, and doing all that stuff. And then he's spending so much time, you know, doing the magazine and, you know, writing all these stories and coming up with all this shit that he just kind of loses track of his, his life. Like his yeah. life is just passing him by. Yeah. So he goes on like a sabbatical. He dips out. Like he leaves. He leaves Henry like and Batman Charlie. Batman in that one movie. Where he he just was dipped out. <laughs> yeah, he was gone for eight years with a leg brace on, you know, like, what the fuck? Batman, you know, what the I mean, fuck? Man? I mean, he Christian bailed. He dude. Christian bailed. Yeah, in the biggest one. You know? <laughs> for six fucking months. Yeah. Left these motherfuckers high and dry. 
Yeah. He left a note for his buddy that said he had to get away for a while. And when he flipped it over, he said, this is not a bit. Right. The back of the paper. And it, and it gets kind of weird. Like he goes to his college friend's house, but he's laying in bed with, she's reading the book to him. Yeah. That was weird. I thought he was getting sober at that point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But no, he was the the cocaine really wasn't a problem at that time. Not like it got. Oh no. In the seventies. Yeah. So, uh, he, he shows back up and then, and, uh, he's just too much kind of for Henry to have to deal with, you know? And Henry's like, well, go do a special project, you know, go do something. And that's when they come out with the yearbook issue. And which was awesome. Yeah. I mean, that great that idea. Shot, it shot him to the moon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that's really a million the copies sold. Yeah. And, uh, but they had an agreement with the publisher that's what, after five, five years, he had to buy them out and he had to yeah. pay them like so much of what, like they had made or what they were worth. Which yeah, come out yeah. to three million a piece, a little over three yeah. million, right? Something like that. Yeah, I think it was three point five, something yeah. like that. And a this piece. is like in the early seventies. Yeah, yeah, early. That's a 70s. lot of money. Because uh, Saturday Night Live started in seventy five, right? Yeah, so it was so, right before that. Yeah, because whenever so Saturday Night Live comes out, they pulled basically all the writers for the National Lampoon yeah. to write, and you know perform on they Saturday Night Live. everyone. Oh, everybody. Before SNL, you know, when it first started, they had like Bill Murray in there on the radio. Yeah. They did they a radio doing... show. Yeah. They had then, Bill Murray, um, Chevy Chase, that girl. Yes. I don't yeah. know who the fuck she's supposed to be. Yeah. But, and then they did those live shows as the Lemming. When they were doing the live shows, that was John Belushi. I know. Did you guys see that? Every time you see John Belushi, he's singing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, no lines. No, not one line in the movie, but no, I'm like, that's him. Yeah. Um, so they pulled a lot of their talent from the, the radio, the radio shows and the the stage shows. And, you know, of course, just the normal contributors to the magazine itself. And then Saturday night live plucks everybody and hires them on to do that. Wait, right before that. Or was it after that, that he, he got the movie after that? Yeah, right, he got the movie right up. after it. Because yeah. his movie came out and he went to the little party they had like after their first uh, couple of episodes. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm, the movie was kind of based on that yearbook, right? I mean, yeah, they were like the yearbook. It was such a huge hit. They were like, let's do a fucking a college movie. This is the yeah. first fucking like frat movie. Yeah. And the best. Yeah, I mean, I'm, really. I'll be honest. Like, and, you know, when they were working on the set, you know, he's like, I mean, fucking with people. He's there working. So he was in the movie. Yeah. And he when was. they show him the way he's dressed, I'm like, in his line, I'm like, I think I remember this guy. Like, yeah. That yeah. was him in the movie. But, uh, it was getting real tense with the, the little, uh, the producer guy from the studio, the money. Yeah. Like, yeah. You can't put this scene in here with these black people. It's going to cause a, you know, a race fucking riot. Like, and he's like, no, yeah. but it's it's funny and it's true. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's like, come it's on, funny, man. People they're gonna laugh at it. Yeah. And then the guy's like, no, we're not gonna do that. And he goes over to the food table and he goes over and picks up a hand of food and he turns around. and He's like, he just starts throwing food and then Belushi's like, food fight. And <laughs> yeah, right. I think because of that, like that's why it was in the movie. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah. But I think he well, really did that shit. Like, 
Oh yeah. Well, but, and before that, whenever he went to that cast party for Saturday night live, you know, the, um, can't remember that guy's name, but he comes up to him and he's like, Hey man, I want you to, you know, be on the show and, and be a writer and stuff. And he's like, nah, fuck that. I'm better. I'm better than that basically. And he says it to his girlfriend at the time, like, which we've kind of glossed over. Like he was cheating on his wife and she ends up leaving his ass, you know, and then he goes sabbatical and then he starts dating this, this actress. And he was laying in bed with her and he was like, they got everybody. They came to, um, what was his name? Harry Henry Henry. Yeah. They came to Henry six months ago and asked him if he wanted to do it and he turned it down. So it's like, he kind of, he did it to himself because if he would have been there, I mean, he was the one that spearheaded the radio show. He was the one that spearheaded the, everything. The, yeah. The live shows. I mean, other, the magazine, of course, he was behind it. He was behind all of it. So if he would have been around that particular moment, it wouldn't have been Saturday night live. It would have been national lampoon. Yeah. Live. Well, you he, I mean? he was trying to get the show. Yeah. Remember like he, he was, he was sitting there talking to the girl in bed and he's like, well, we tried to get the show, but he never called back. Yeah. So they were like, you know, he was like, fuck them. But like SNL was like, just, it was pretty much national lampoon on, on a live show. Yeah. Bits huh. and comedy, you know, and that was Lauren Michaels, the yeah. head of SNL. That's who that was. He was like, yeah, he's still to this day. Fucking, you know, I there. mean, it's a cat. I mean, it's been on since 75, man. Yeah. I mean, that's a long ass time. Um, but yeah, so because of that, he decides he's going to go, you know, and write this write animal house and he hires people that know what's up and a first time director do animal house. And uh, it works out for the best, man. Like the, the producers, the executives, all of them gave him shit, you know, him, Harold Ramis, John Landis. Get it. No, no. This guy I mean, gets it though. He got it, man. Especially yeah. for the time. You know, nowadays comedy's a little different. Yeah. Before this time, like he was way ahead of his game. Like, well, he he started it all. Yeah. I feel like without him, we you know, we would have had this stuff at some point, but it's like SNL came from that. Fucking all these movies. Yeah. You yeah. remember Multiplicity? Yeah. Directed Character by the name. same direct Doug Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. Doug. Doug. Y'all yeah. going to be late for work. Uh, <laughs> God, great movie. Like, it is. A, yeah. yeah. People, if you've never seen Multiplicity, please do yourself a favor. It is amazing. Yeah, if you like Beetlejuice. Yeah. And you want to see was, this motherfucker in another movie? <laughs> watch Multiplicity. Hilarious. Yeah. It is. It's so fucking funny, man. But all these movies and comedies, and I think... That, uh, what you call it? Um, uh, airplane. Yeah. It kind of came from, you know, that, yeah. that style yeah. of comedy. It was like, Oh, like we can do this now. Like this yeah. is okay. Okay. Yeah. And he was sitting in the theater watching airplane and he was so fucking pissed because it was funny. Yeah. He was, he like, was mad gonna, because it was good. <laughs> it's going to kill our movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, nobody's going to like Caddyshack. No, this was animal. No, it was Caddyshack. Cause this that was after like I watched it like a few hours ago. Oh, okay. They I came out yeah, of the field. Yeah, because he said nobody's gonna care about Caddyshack. That's when he well, started I mean, to melt Caddy down. 
Well, because Caddyshack was like really personal to him. It was a fuck you to his dad. Yeah. But, but he's also trying to up. follow up the highest grossing comedy of all time. Yeah. And he's got somewhat of a, I don't know. He's got his, he's, you know, he's got some issues. Like yeah. he wants to be the greatest. Yeah. He wants to be the center of attention, the greatest. Like, and I mean, you, I mean, you can't really follow animal house. Yeah. But Caddyshack is good though. Caddyshack man. is hilarious. What was crazy was like when it came out, wasn't a hit. No, nah, I know that's, I didn't know that. I didn't either, I learn that from this movie. I'm like, what? They didn't like it, Caddyshack. Yeah. How can you not, you know? Yeah. Chevy Chase, Rodney Dangerfield. Bill fucking on. Murray. Bill fucking Murray. <laughs> I, I wish I could see that four hour cut <laughs> that they were talking about. Really? <laughs> I mean, that's one for the vaults. When they know? pulled up to that thing and he, they said, this little bungalow here, we have some of the creators of Animal House, and they're working on a new movie. And they bust out the door, beating the he's shit beat, out of each other. He's beating him with a fucking groundhog. Yeah. <laughs> he said, we want more of this in the movie. Oh, he was like, Doug Kenny. he was like tortured. He's like, you're turning me into some shit that I'm not. Yeah. And he didn't want to do it, man. He's like, he had a vision. Well, and that's the thing. He was like, an artist. Well, with you know the National I mean? like, yeah, he was, because with the National Lampoon magazine... Dude, he could do whatever he wanted. Whatever. Like, you don't have to have a budget for that. No, and it kept showing that supercut of the guy coming in there, and he's like, you know, the feminists are mad at me, and then the Black that Panthers so are mad great. at me. It was, man. Yeah. I mean, he said the, was, he said the, the, uh, the neo-Nazis are mad. No, wait a minute. That's fan mail. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. That, that cut was awesome. It was. That's how I mean, you know it's working. Yeah. That I mean, ain't nothing but free publicity right there. Yeah. So imagine going from that, but doing and saying whatever you want to say to, you know, having an answer to unnecessarily in a lot of cases, having an answer to people that it's just like our everyday jobs, like my job. I have to answer to these people that don't know what the what fuck, the fuck they're, they're talking about. Yes. They're telling they, you how to do your job that you've been doing every day for years and yeah, they've and they never done it before. They're like, well, you need to. And it's like, need to what motherfucker? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing that he was, I mean, and then he was right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, dude, I've seen the documentary about Caddyshack because if you buy the Blu-ray, it comes with this amazing documentary. I found it on YouTube today and I'd like to watch it. The making of and the documentary about it. Yeah. About how it was, it wasn't easy. No, dude. A lot of problems. Well, they all lived in, you know, a hotel close by. They were all kids and teenagers and, and young, you know, 20, you oh, know, between 20 it showed and 30. Them partying. Oh yeah. They were I mean, on the golf course doing blow and those golf carts. Yeah. Danger I mean, was right there with them. Yeah. That's, and that's really what happened when you watch this, the, uh, that Caddyshack documentary, like it, it has all the actors from that except for Chevy chase. And of course, Dangerfield and a couple other people, but it had the majority of them. And they're like, dude, like, I don't see why we didn't go to jail. Like people were getting arrested People were drunk all the time, high all the time. Like, you know, they kept running. It was like Jaws. This Caddyshack is the comedy equivalent to Jaws. You know what I mean? It really is. It's the fucking, the, 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 what's the thing? The groundhog, the fucking. The shark? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, because they kept threatening to shut it down. Kept getting more and more behind Yeah, oh, they went way over budget. And they kept that short in the movie. They did a really good job at packing a lot of shit in this movie, man. Yeah, they did. But um, 
I, mean, I got to see know, that. It's really good, man. I think Caddyshack's one of the first Blu-rays I bought, dude, and it looks incredible. I'm you a know? huge fan. I love Caddyshack. Yeah, it's so good. It's fucking classic. It really is. And, and he even tells him that at the end. He goes, believe yeah. it or not, Cat, you're more, you know, well-known for Caddyshack. way popular now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, he goes off the deep end, like him and Chevy Chase, dude. And that party, I, I got to hit this before we go any further. Yeah. Whenever he opens that box up at so that you party. You want to know what $2,000 worth of cocaine looks like? And, and Chevy Chase walks over. <laughs> he got food throws, on the plate. He dumps the plate. Starts, takes a spoon <laughs> and starts spooning coke on that plate. I was so surprised that they that they were showing this much. Like, a, You know what I mean? Like, I was like, damn, yeah. I wonder if he's yeah, okay with it. He had to agree to it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was that was so different. But it Whenever, was needed to tell the story. Like it's that's yeah, this is I mean, what happened. Like Yeah. And then uh Chevy Chase whenever they went to his parents' house and he kept knocking those glasses. I mean, just being Chevy Chase. Well you know his dad I mean? was being a dick to him. Yeah. Because he came in I, dude, he was just constantly like he bought him a fucking million dollar home. Yeah, put a pool in. Yeah, doing all this shit. He's like, Well, has dad been out there yet? Is he just He's he's not gonna go out there at all. He was just always trying just to get some type of fucking like acceptance from this motherfucker, you know, like any kind of approval. Something. Yeah. Nothing, dude. No. Not one fucking bit. Like. No. And I think he was bitter because the other son died, and yeah, you know, he was just that. That was his problem. I think that was his dad's issue. Is that the fucking all star son? Yeah, the golden. The one that was gonna go all the way. Yeah. You know died and, and then that, he he stuck with this dick and fart jokes dude but he made made millions <laughs> was he's a fucking legend yeah and dude he's gonna go down and it's a shame that we didn't know about this guy till down you i'm, I'm I mean? glad the movie came out though yeah because people should know about this guy yeah because if it wasn't for him we wouldn't have comedy as you we wouldn't know have it. the fucking hangover no you know what i'm saying like shit like that yeah. like and I'm sure something would have come along at some point, but, yeah, but they it were, molded yeah. the fucking, you know, our fucking history. Like, yeah. I mean, because the kids that were growing up reading national lampoon in the seventies, whenever they got adults in the eighties yeah. and the nineties, where it do you trickles think down, pull? man? Yeah, exactly. They made I mean, movies. They raised kids. Yeah. And, and you know, introduced them to this, this humor. Yeah. This guy's never, a fucking legend. I'll never forget the first time I watched Caddyshack. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. That was, I mean, my dad had it on VHS, and he's like, he he wasn't a sports guy at all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And he didn't really like sports movies. He's like, but he's like, you're going to love this movie. We've got to watch it. He pops it in, and dude, I mean. Yeah. It's just, Magic. the golf doesn't fucking matter. No, nah, you know? it's like Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. You're not yeah. watching a golf movie. No, you're watching it's, people fucking. It's the shit that's going on around the golf. It's like The Walking <laughs> Dead. You're not watching a zombie <laughs> flick. No. You're just watching the drama unfold. Yeah, unfortunately. Do you think but, um, uh, Happy Gilmore's kind of based on Caddyshack a little? I mean, a uh, little? Yeah, I think they drew some inspiration from the I mean, course. you know. I mean, he had to. I mean, think about it. Adam Sandler 
what Happy Gilmore came out what well, in the sixties he would have been you know he was probably born in the sixties. Well, Caddyshack came out in nineteen eighty. Like yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he was a kid, like yeah, he probably loved it. He loved you know they loved you got I mean Animal House. Yeah, they're those people, you know those comedians, fucking Adam Sandler, fucking uh, the guy Chris Farley. Yeah, all those people they grew up on fucking John Belushi, man. Yeah, whatever Belushi was in, Belushi was God. Yeah, to these people. And I'm gonna be honest with you, not the funniest guy in the world, but he was no. like a, he was Chris Farley, like he was he, he, he was their out. Chris Farley. Yeah, and they both went out the same way. Yeah, crazy how that works, but yeah, I know. Um, like we had our Belushi, that was fucking Chris Farley. Nobody will ever top Chris Farley. Yeah. Fat guy in a little coat. <laughs> I mean, how fucking funny is Tommy Boy? Yeah, Tom. Tommy That's Boy his fucking good. masterpiece. It's not fucking a Hollywood Ninja, whatever it was called. You know what I mean? That one <laughs> was the one right before that. he died. Yeah. It wasn't the one where he was running, his dad was running for office. What was it? Black Sheep? Yeah. Which Black Sheep, Tommy Boy, same cast. <laughs> yeah. Almost the same. You know, him, they figured out real quick that him and David Spade, they kind of did the Doug, Kenny, and Henry thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. David was the straight one. Yeah. And fucking Chris was the fucking, you know. Crazy one. Housekeeping. <laughs> I mean, he was, you know. But, uh, but um, yeah, back to the movie. So, so yeah, like, his his final meltdown comes with like he he goes to Henry, and uh, I mean of course it's I wonder how true this meeting was, but he go you know he's in town he they're having him. like yeah Begged he was like come, come back he's like come on man we can write something Cause I think the thing about this it was like it was lonely well not only that but I mean Animal House came out and that was like him collaborating with people. And then Caddyshack comes out, and, I mean, he was the lone writer on that, right? Yeah, he wrote that by himself because well, he was him, congratulating. He's like, you got another movie, and he's like, I'll never be able to top Animal House. He's like, it came out two years ago, and I'm. Yeah. he was stressing that hard. Yeah. Really? Well, him, Brian Doyle Murray, and Harold Ramis all wrote it, which is crazy. But it came from him. Yeah, of course. So I think that he was like wanting Henry back because Henry was his, the yin to his yang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything went one. to shit when he left. Like, well, it's like Doug could have wrote everything down and Henry could have compiled it into something brilliant. Yeah. You know what Help I mean? Him and mold like, it like that. The, the bad ratings for Caddyshack fucking killed him, man. Yeah. That's when Rennie left there. He went to the, the press conference, which is a real press conference. Yeah, I'm almost certain there's probably footage or audio of it. Oh yeah, for sure. But he came in there showing his ass. He's like, "This movie fucking sucks." Like, yeah. Oh, he let everybody have it. He had a hard time with those yeah. executives, man. Well, in the I mean, ratings. Yeah. And he went and watched Airplane. And he was like, "No one's gonna like Caddyshack." He knew as soon as he walked out of Airplane, yeah. he said, "No one's gonna like Caddyshack." Yeah. Because that shit was funny. Yeah. Don't call me Shirley, Shirley. Yeah, surely you can't be serious. <laughs> <laughs> Airplane but, um, was funny. Yeah, it is. So this guy kind of started that. Yeah, you know, shtick comedy, yeah. like that. 
Dry humor. That yeah, real just almost stupid comedy. Yeah. Like stupid, man. Like but naked, funny. Naked gun, yeah. Yeah, naked gun. That shit's funny. I don't yeah. care. Um I mean, and then he just spirals out of control, man. Whenever he shows you know, when he shows up to that little press conference thing and then he his parents were there. That's what caught him off. I think oh, that's what man. did it. He you was all I mean? fucked up. He invited them when he was high. Yeah, he, he forgot drunk. about he it. He didn't remember that they were there, and he showed his ass, man. And they were, you know. Oh, his mom looking. was like, that's enough. Yeah. And so him and Mr. Chevy Chase went to damn Hawaii. Yeah, I read this online. It was after, after that press conference, Chevy was like, hey, man, we need to get away. Like, it was his idea to go there. Right. He got him and he's like, all right, man, let's go. We're going to go here. We're going to dry out. We're going to clean up. You Everything's going to be great. Yeah. And then they're there for like, he's like, how many days have been here? And he's like, well, it's the winter solstice. So, I'm like, <laughs> you know, there's just always a bit going on. Like, yeah. it's just their whole life was a comedy, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, we've been here, you know, we've been clean for like five days. And it's he like said, boring, uh, they it? were just sitting there. Nope. They're not saying anything. And he said, I'll call my guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And they get a and package it, in the mail with tennis balls and they cut one ball open. It's full of cocaine. He's yeah. like, all you got was the one ball. I mean, <laughs> so they start getting fucked up again. And yeah. that scene was weird, man. Like that's, I knew something bad was about to happen when he was that scene where he was sitting there with a towel in his face. Yeah. And Chevy was reading the reviews. Yeah. And then his wife walks in and she's like, who the fuck are you talking to? And he's like, oh, Chevy. And he's like, he left. I knew that it was. Yeah. I was like, something's this, this guy's going to die. Like something. I think he's going to kill himself. I can see it coming, man. And then his, his wife leaves or his girlfriend, whatever. And he's there by himself. He's just freaking out. And Chevy was going to come back. Like Chevy had to go do some work. Yeah. And he was going to come back. Yeah. But right, right. Like as he was about to leave, he got the phone call and this shit was fucking sad, man. Like it was, I hated it. Like, like he goes up to this rock. He's like, I was thinking about going on a hike today and he bought it. He got a, you know, a Jeep and yeah, drives up to this fucking beautiful mountain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. In Hawaii. And he goes up there, he takes his glasses off and then it takes the fucking, the funeral fucking, you know, the, the flyer, what they were, the, the bulletin. Yeah. From the funeral. And you see that it's in love and memory of, and it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then it cuts to the rock and it's like looking out over that Canyon and you just see his shoes and his glasses sitting there. Yeah. And it's like, damn. I know. Right. Sucked man. Yeah. That guy, man. Like you just wish it's like, dude, he had more touch so many lives. Like, yeah, you changed so many people. You fucking molded minds like for the future. Like, even our, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I mean, I mean even, was, it's like, well, anything that we grew up on, you know, they probably grew up on that. So it did like, yeah. Huge Kevin Smith fan. I guarantee you, he fucking loves Caddyshack and animal house. Yeah. He probably watched them in the theater. Yeah. I mean, this, he had more in him, man. It was sad. Had, and I think from what I uh, read was, at one point before all that happens at the end, you know, Chevy leaves. I think he calls him and he's like, dude, yeah. you have to come back. Like basically begging him to come back to Hawaii. You he know? called someone else too. There was another person. Who else did he call? Cause I saw that. I uh, think he called Henry. 
No, yeah. the uh, the director. Um, uh, Ivan. Yeah, he called a few people. He called his girlfriend again. Yeah. Because he knew that if they left him there, why didn't he just come home? Yeah, I know. Those reviews, man, I mean, you know, it fucked yeah. him. Like when the movie came out and it wasn't a hit. Because yeah. for years, man, years, he just been just hit after hit. Everything he touched, Golden Child, like. Yeah. And then this movie comes out and it's not the same. But I think it's because he was in a bad place at the time. Yeah. And it was just the time, you know, like. It all. It was a perfect storm. Yeah. Really. It was a perfect storm. Fucking. <clears throat> I mean, he showed his ass in front of his parents and, and the look. That, oh, and yeah, the meltdown, man. And that, that was like basically cutting ties with his parents, you know. Um, he lost all of his employees, which were pretty much his friends. Like they're all, he's yeah, just alone. Yeah. Even his buddy. He's like, it's not fun anymore. Yeah. He's I got like, my I money. I'm out. Yeah. And that's, I, mean, I think that's what fucked everything right there. Yeah. But without him, I mean, if Henry didn't leave, I don't think we would have animal house or something like, you know, it just, yeah, that's the way it worked out, man. Yeah. What can you do, you know? But this funeral scene yeah, was cool. Like, they had him standing next to his coffin. He's, like, looking at his funeral. And then yeah. the guy, the actor that's been narrating the whole movie, you know, pretending to be the old him. Yeah. He's standing right there next to him, and he's talking about shit. Like, you know, Caddyshack turned out to be a bigger hit later on. Like, yeah, people love yeah. it. That guy, then, that, got really, that got really depressing for me because it, it was, was, sad, it was around that. It was around it was around that point that uh, it dawned on me that this wasn't you know this wasn't the real Doug Kenny which I felt was completely stupid like I said but it just made it even more sad that they they went that extra step and showed that scene yeah it was cool like, it was it was a first yeah like you know I've never seen that in a you know I mean it was like you know something new but like the, this moment guys at this funeral when Henry walks in. And there's these, you know, all these comedians. There, all these fucking the people that make America laugh. Yeah, these all in this room, you know. Yeah, and nobody's laughing. It's just no. serious as fuck. And you know, he says something about. It. He's like, you know, you're right. And he's looking around. Of course, nobody can see him. His dad comes up to the coffin. And he's like, look at all these people that loved him. Like he finally, yeah. right there when he's laying there dead. Yeah, he got a little bit from his dad, you know, which is too late. Yeah, you know, of course. but. When Henry walks in and looks around the room and he goes over that fucking table and grabs yeah. that food, man, God damn, you know, I hope that really happened. Yeah. I, know. I mean, I'm almost certain it did, but that's just like, it was a sad ending, but it made me feel better when that happened. I was like, fucking yeah. right. Yeah. Food fight. Belushi was there. And when he threw the food and hit somebody, everybody stopped and looked at him. Belushi said, food fight, and it just fucking <laughs> erupted. Yeah, everybody. Could we say this was a dark comedy? It, oh, it, yeah. It was a dark comedy, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, I think it I think it juggled the uh, the sad aspects and, the, you know, all the stuff he went through with his, the ridiculousness of, like, all of the stuff he created and yeah. all that. They It was well, as a film, it was well balanced. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I want to hit this real quick. Do you think that he jumped? I do. Because I think he they, killed himself, man. Cause he left some little notes behind and yeah, 
He said, well, what did he say? This is the greatest years that I ever ignored or something. This is the yeah, greatest the, time. What did he say? Do you remember it exact? Yeah. The greatest time I've, that I've ever ignored. He wrote that on a piece of paper and that was really there. Like Chevy Chase said that like later he said that was in the room. Yeah. It was written on the back of a receipt or right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because they ruled his death as uh accident. Well, he fell off a cliff and he was wedged in between two fucking rocks. Yeah. That's what I read. Yeah. That's what that, cause I, I did a little dig. Oh, I went that. straight to the wiki. Yeah. I mean, the movie went off. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, he was from Florida. Yeah. Grew up in, uh, what was it? Ohio. Uh, Chagrin Heights or Chagrin. Was it Ohio? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, but right there at the end, man, I was just like, damn, yeah, you know, but look, man, sad people, depressed people. That's, that's your fucking comedians, dude. Like that made him. Yeah. His dad being that way, you know, his brother dying, all that shit. Like that made him fucking Doug Kenny. Yeah. That made animal house that made Caddyshack, man. Yeah. SNL probably came from that. I mean, you know, we could say, you know, it's not 100%, but it's like, I mean, damn, it's the entire fucking National yeah. Lampoon cast. They just hijacked him. Yeah. If he hadn't left for six months, I don't think that would have happened. I think him leaving like that. Yeah. He he abandoned fucking, he jumped ship. Yeah, he had to get out. Which, you know, but that the well, end of this movie was good. I mean, like, it's another It's another testament that, a lot of the best work and entertainment comes from probably the most depressed people from the darkest places. That's what I've always heard, man. And yeah. if you go, the funniest people, you know, you go listen to their story. Jim Carrey used to like do like his dad was a, like a janitor and they cleaned like office buildings and they used to sleep in a car and he would go help his dad clean office buildings, the whole family. And they slept in a Jesus. car. You didn't know that about him, did you? No. I mean, he's, you know. And when you can tell when he tells that story, it's fucking, you know, it's hard. Like, you can tell. Yeah. It wasn't easy. They lived in a car, and they fucking cleaned buildings at night. They were poor as fuck. It was a hard life, you know? That's crazy, And that's man. fucking Jim Carrey. Yeah. One of the fucking, I mean, I don't know about now, but at one point. The mask. Goddamn, you know? Yeah. I'd still watch something with Jim Carrey in it, though. Great actor. But uh, back to Doug. I'm glad glad I watched it. I have to give a shout out to my cousin, Kurt, because he's the one that recommended. He said he watched it. And he was like, you need to watch that movie, man. It's pretty good. And I was like, all right. So it was in my head. And when we had picks, I just popped it out there. It was a good one, man. I give a shout out to him. Fucking. Thanks, Kurt. Now I know about fucking Doug Kenny. This guy wasn't even on my fucking radar. Nah, man. But now I want to like, you know. Yeah, I want to know him. I want, because you know, the movie was based off a book by the same name. Yeah. I kind of want to read the book, man. The, uh, the editor. What was that guy's name? Um, the guy that did the, the put their book out and he did Weight Watchers. He's the one that put that book out. 
Oh, he wrote really? that in like 2012. Yeah. Wow. I can't remember the guy's name. Mark something or yeah, Matt something. You know, Matt. Matt. Uh, His name had a ring to it. It was almost like a stage name. Yeah. Um. Maddie Simmons. That's it. Maddie Simmons. Matt Walsh played Maddie. Yeah. That's. Matt Walsh um, is in a, a, another comedy. All these actors, I mean, they had a damn outstanding cast. They did. I mean, everybody was perfect. Yeah. They pulled so many names just to be little. It's candy. hard to play Jim, fucking uh, Bill Murray. I mean, all these people, you're playing people that's like, Legend. I wouldn't dare touch that, you know, with yeah, a 10 foot pole. Like, are you crazy? Yeah. But it worked, man. It, you know. Let's fucking throw some stars on this bitch, man. I mean, dude. I mean, I'm gonna let somebody Trav go first. You got Travis. Go you got the floor. Um, it was it was hilarious. It was sad. It was just a solid movie, man. Um, I liked having the insight of, you know, more of the past of how those comedians got where they were. That little extra perspective, I guess. Um. Yeah, man. It was a great biopic, if that's what you want to call it. And, uh, yeah, full star, dude. All right. I'm next. <laughs> I'm going to give this movie three stars. And here's why. I'm going to give Will Forte a fucking star. Oh, he's Because he acted yes. his ass off. Absolutely. Now, I've seen this dude in a lot of movies, a lot of comedies. He does fucking Last Man on Earth. I mean, he he did acting in this movie. Oh, he it, did. It was he. You know, he was able to do the comedy, but damn, he nailed the serious parts. Like yeah. at the end when he was all coked out in that hotel, I was just like, "This motherfucker's really- breaking my goddamn heart right now." Like, yeah. this shit's sad. I mean, he was fucking killing. I think this shows that he can, you know, He's a serious he act. can act, man. Yeah. So I'm giving him a star. <laughs> I'm gonna give this movie a star as a biopic. This was a damn good biopic, like. It was different. Yeah. yeah. You don't really see, but I mean, it's one of a kind. That's for sure. But it's this yeah, story, you know, yeah. it was. And it's got that editing style. Yeah. That, I mean, you, it's one of those movies when you watch it, you know, like, and it was done well. I thought it was cool. Yeah. Like I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of biopics. This is probably, I mean, this is, you know, it's up there. Yeah. And then I'm going to give it a star as a movie. I'm going to fucking rate it a, a fucking star, but I'm giving it three. <laughs> the all across three. the board, dude. Travis didn't give it three. You can't. I'm giving it the three. Like, <laughs> now, of course, I mean, it gets one gold star from me. But I gotta mention Will Forte's yeah. acting, and then just the movie as a fucking biopic. Like, if you got Netflix, get off your lazy ass. Well, no, set back down. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get somebody's login. They got a free trial, or there's yeah. other ways. Watch this fucking movie. Like, yeah. especially if you're a fan of comedy. Yeah. Because you owe this motherfucker. Watch really? shit, you know? You really do, man. It's sad <clears throat> that I didn't know who this was. I didn't know this person. Yeah. I should. Yeah, same. I feel the fucking... I don't know. I, I, like I, I don't even understand why nobody mentions the guy. Like, you never hear. Well, you feel like you let him down. Yeah. When you really didn't. But, but this felt- movie... Well, I let him down without knowing it. I didn't even know I was letting him down, you know? Yeah, but now I think this is good. That this come this came out because it's like 
you know, do this motherfucker some justice. Like, spread his shit. Well, I mean, get the word out. People need to know about motherfucking Doug Kenny. I mean, it's the whole package. You'll laugh, you'll cry, and you'll you'll learn a little backstory in the process. All right. All right. Three. I, I loved it. I'm, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. The only thing that would have made it better, in my opinion, is if they would have got the remaining cast that w- that's alive today. You know what I mean? At the, to you, play like you know, older roles or? No, just to come in at the end and just like. Yeah, maybe at the funeral. Yeah, well, play their self. Yeah. Well, if they could have just came in, like this would have made it so much more heartbreaking. But if they ha- would have had the, you know, the actors playing like Chevy Chase, mm-hmm. you know, Bill Murray, you know, all these people. And then the older versions of them came in and talked to him in the coffin. Oh my God. You know, I mean, dude. Well, just all of these people owe him fucking everything. Yeah. He made them. Yes. Yes, he did. And that, that's, that's the only thing that I wish would have been different because like, I really liked the style. I thought it was, it was like, it was a biopic slash. It was almost like a documentary in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Like with, you know, the narration and all that stuff. Like, cause I was like, Oh, this is going to be, cause when it first came on, I was like, Oh, this is going to, you know, this is going to be a dramatic, yeah. you know, Re-enactment. recreate. Yeah. yeah. Of, of real events. And, and he's telling find, the story of his life. Yes. Yes. And then it's so much more than that. But, you know, I, I kind of wish that, you know, Chevy Chase and all those guys would have came, came in and just kind of unscripted almost just kind of, Deliver thank. a fucking heartfelt. Yeah, just goodbye, a thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. That would have been and great, then, man. But it would have fucking, whoa, that would have pulled on the damn heartstrings. <laughs> I know, man. It was and already then, like, too much. Yeah. Well, imagine having that food fight at the end oh, with man. The, the, the people that played them and the, them there, you know? Slow motion. Yes. I mean, but um, as far as, a, as far as a biopic, I loved it. And it just goes to show you, like, look, Everybody has their own shit going on. I get it. Don't try to impress. Be surprised the people. You know what I mean? And, you know, we talked about that with his life. You know, he tried to impress his dad so much. And and circumstances that happened, like, kind of cut his, his dad kind of cut him off at a young age. It's like, but look at all the people he influenced and look at, look at everything that he did do. All the people around him that loved him. That looked up to him. Exactly. And just if you get anything from this podcast and this movie specifically in this episode, just you don't know who you touch. But there's somebody out there that appreciates everything that you do. You know what I mean? Fucking right, Griffin. I mean, and that's the thing, like if he would have stuck around and he was he would still be alive today. Well, I mean, that's debatable. But anyway, he I think he had way more in him. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? He, I think he would have had way, way more. In it. And it's a shame, you know, that, you know, he kind of Hunter S. Thompson it, you know what I mean? And kind of well, decided it was time for him to bow out, you know, but. His table his, was full of yeah. fucking scripts. Yeah. He's a fucking workhorse. Yeah. I mean, he was he throwing just, them out there, labeling them. Dude, he wrote a whole fucking book. And yeah. when his buddy read it, didn't like it, threw it in the garbage. That was it. Yeah. I mean, that's. <laughs> Uh, it's just crap. And I was expecting his buddy to pull it out of the trash, you know, and hang yeah, on to I it. Yeah, I thought he was going to say, I'm just kidding. Like, 
Yeah, come on now. You know, but no, it wasn't a bit. It was true, but dude, this yeah. movie. Yeah, I'm giving it a full gold star, man. I mean, it's if you're a fan of comedy, if you're a fan of film, if you're a fan of just watching a good movie, yeah. watch and enjoy it, it for good. and just think about your own life whenever you reflect back, you know, because it's that. Um, There's I don't a know message, if gonna, man. Well, I don't know if it's going to be like that in you know, when you really die, but look at all the people that showed up to his funeral and look at the fun time that they had over this depressing day. You know what I mean? I can only yeah. hope that my funeral would be that, that, exactly. you know, like just, yeah, you know, fucking, you know, but you know, it's like, goddamn. that's me. Like if something happens to me, you two motherfuckers better show up and be cracking jokes. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know I'm what I mean? Well, he looks good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding like you know but then oh. you like like you would get that you know but there's people that are like they would just what the fuck you know yeah but it's like no well, you don't get it like that's yeah that's this you know that's i'm paying tribute motherfucker yeah come on you know yeah, but man, yeah man it was it was a great movie it really was and everybody needs to do themselves a service learn more about this guy this damn Titan of comedy. A nobody, Yes, that nobody knows about, man. I mean, I can't believe I went this long. Like, I do. I feel like I let him down, man. <laughs> and it's weird, you know? But, well, I think it's because he was dead. Yeah. You know, like, when you hear Caddyshack, director. You know, all those yeah. movies, Animal House, director. Like, you don't... I've never yeah. heard his name. I've never no. heard anyone mention his name. No. But, but to fucking tonight, this motherfucker's fucking legacy lives on. Yeah. I know who the fuck Doug Kenny is now, and I'm, he's in there, yeah. man. He's in the bank. Like, yeah, he's in I'm the back fucking, of the mind. You know, do a little research on him, look him up, see what else he's got. Yeah. I kind of like to get some of those old issues. Wouldn't that be cool? I know, right? I bet you can get them. Yeah. I, ain't, I mean, that ain't nothing but a G thing, I'm sure, you know? So, um, Three stars. Well, all right, I'm back. So we're giving it a three stars all around. Three stars, man. Plus, oh, and I'm going to give a star to Dom Hall Gleason's performance. (laughs) No idea that was him. That hair and the glasses, man. Yeah. Threw me. He looked like a damn vampire. He fucking fit the role, though, man. He played the part. Oh, he did. What about Will Forte? Dude, he killed it. And I've, dude, he, he pops in on, on sitcoms all the time. You know, he was on uh Saturday night live too, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, that's been, pretty he's much been, where he came from. Yeah. He's been around for a minute, but dude, he's, I want to see more from him. You know, I've got to watch that, uh, MacGruber? last man, <laughs> no <laughs> last man on earth. It's fucking hilarious, man. I've got to watch it. He's fucking great. He looks like he's up to no good. You know yeah. what I mean? Dude, you gotta <laughs> see Travis. Have you watched any of that show? Uh, only bits and pieces. It's funny. Though, I watched right? was funny. Yeah. I gotta. See. So, um, you guys want to go over to some uh, real talk? We got a fucking slate. Bunch of shit to hit. A fucking yeah, real talk. I, I just right. want to say real quick. 
<clears throat> Let's get this out of the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched uh, Sunday night Cloverfield. Now, I ain't going to say too much. Yeah. Like, I'm not even going to, like, I'm not going to say too much. Yeah. So I can't even say what I want to say. Right. But like, wasn't, it wasn't what I expected, but I liked it. I mean, I sat there and watched it all the way through. Like, yeah, you know, it's not the movie I thought I was going to get, Yeah, but I liked the movie that I got. Right. Well, it's kind of the same way with 21 Cloverfield, Cloverfield Lane. I mean, yeah. less is you, more. Yeah. Um, the, is it Netflix worthy? If you know what I mean? Like, well, you know, here's what happened with this situation. I did a little research and that'll bring us into another thing I was going to bring up. Um, Paramount. I think it's Paramount, right? Yeah. That's that owns so. the rights to this or well, it's one of the companies. All right. They got a new guy. All right. Mm-hmm. They brought him in. This movie was filmed in like either 2015 or 16, right? Damn. It's been, been finished a while. Yeah. They've tested it a bunch. Now, here's the thing, man. The original Cloverfield, like, it's got a crowd. It's got a following, but it's not your everyday, you know, your average Joe. Like, Yeah, of course. So, yeah. it, you know, you can't just test this on any crowd. Yeah. You can't just pull people off the street. <laughs> you know, like, you, you know, Cloverfield was that movie that when people saw it, they were like, that's something I want to see. You know, you can't just yeah. pull in a fucking you know, a soccer mom and be like, what'd you think about it? They're going to say, well, it's yeah. fucking stupid. It's so fucking stupid. Oh my yeah. God. Cause it's sci-fi. Yeah, you know? of course. Um, damn. You so, know, they, yeah. Where was the I executive, at here? Oh, okay. The, yeah. <laughs> the new guy. <laughs> okay. The new guy, he sat down and he, he watched all the movies that they have, you know, coming out. Like he watched this, he watched Annihilation, that other movie, you know, from the guy yeah, from yeah. Ex Machina, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And once he watched this, he they started in talks with uh, Netflix. Like, they started contacting people because he was like, nah, we're not going to put, you know, theater money behind this movie. Right. Like, we're not going to do it. Yeah. Because he just didn't think it would do well. And he's probably right. Yeah, I mean. It's one of those movies that does, you know, it'll do well in the long run. Yeah, well, I mean, 21 Coverfield Lane didn't get a wide release, did it? Uh, but it was in the theater. Yeah, but I think for a weekend uh, or two, maybe. Was, yeah, because it didn't limited. do well. Like, they pulled it because, you know, you're spending thousands of dollars just to have it out there. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't want to do the press and everything. I guarantee you they made a killing off of, I mean, dude, it was like there was a commercial during the Super Bowl. Yeah. It was a fucking 30 second spot. And at the end of it, it said tonight on Netflix. And it was like, what? Yeah. That's this crazy. is amazing. Yeah. Netflix is the shit. Netflix and Amazon have taken over the fucking internet. Yeah, They're running God. the world right now. Like, yeah, but this, I mean, Netflix, I want this more. Yeah. I, do I too. think they're starting to realize like there's certain movies you can put in a the theater. Yeah. And there's, there's certain movies like here's, here's a theater movie, fast and furious. Yeah, uh, Jurassic Park. There you go. That's a theater movie. Uh, people will go see it. They'll take their kids. Like, yeah, you know. Um, but movies like this, I would even almost say like Arrival was really good, but that yeah. could be a straight to Netflix movie. 
because yeah. it's a certain crowd, man. Yeah. I bet. Did we talk about? I don't think Arrival did too hot when um, it first opened, right? Like, because it's like people don't really know. You know, it's like sci-fi has gotten bigger over the years. Yeah. You know, because we're all fucking nerds now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's like, I, I mean, I just I want it more. Yeah, of course. More movies, because it's like. I'm just sitting here hanging out, and then all of a sudden, I'm like, what the fuck? Cloverfield's on fucking Netflix? Bam, I'm watching it. Yeah. Like, if it dropped in the theater, I'd be like, no. I'm not going to go over there. I mean, yeah, I'll wait six you months. You ain't going to believe what damn arrival growth. What it grows? Worldwide. The budget was about $47 million. It grows 203 See, that's that's not that's not good compared to some movies. Oh yeah, of course. That's they made their money back. They made their <laughs> money, but it didn't make fucking Batman money or you know, Thor money. It didn't, you know what I mean? Like didn't break it didn't clear you know, it's it's a certain crowd. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like it's a sci fi movie. It's an alien movie. Yeah. But so, uh um, I, I don't know if this would have done as good in the theater. You know, like and see, that's the difference, man. Like when you watch it at home, if you fucking dish money out and get a ticket, and if you spend twenty fucking dollars to watch a movie, yeah, it you know it'll affect your decision sometimes. Oh yeah, of course. You know, I had to get in the car. I had to fucking go here, blah blah blah, to stand in line. You know, all this shit. Sit down. There's a fucking kid screaming behind me. You know, yeah. There's all of this stuff can fuck your fucking review up. Yeah, of course. I was sitting here, pulled it up, watched it, enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, I'm not going to say much about it, though, until we watch it. You know, well, I, I say we watch it at some point. It's worth it. Right. You know, I'm, I'm saying that. It's, pod, it's real estate worthy. You heard well, it here, saying, folks, about, folks. Well, I mean, how about we watch it, and since we've seen the other two, we just do an episode for just the Cloverfield universe. Ooh. Do all three in one almost? Yeah. I mean, just talk up, you know, just kind of condense it down. If there, if there ends up being more films then later on down well, the road, well, you do can make reference too. to the, you know, we'll like basically <clears throat> review the new one, but it's linked to the other ones. And you know, uh, Cloverfield Lane is not exactly a, a sequel. Yeah. It's like, it is, but it's not. That's the way yeah. it's ex- explained. Like they're not really tied together, but. Kinda. It t- takes place in the same universe. Right? This is a fucking sequel. To the original? Yeah. It may is even it, be a prequel. Is it found footage? It is a prequel. Is it's it not found, found No, 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 no. Thank I mean, God. I'll answer any questions. I want to say, have you guys read anything about it? No, I've been staring clear. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, but did you read here. the synopsis Like when it when they first come out? Like they said, this is what kind of movie it's going to be. No. All right. No. See, I didn't either. But I expected a certain kind of movie, you know, because it's, it's fucking Cloverfield, you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. But that's not what I got. Like, I got a damn, you know, yeah. something different. But I liked it. It was good, man. I say right. we watch it. Um, I okay. liked it. I'll go ahead we, and give it a star. How about that? How about we do next week, Trav, next week, me, then the following week, which was the March first week, we mm-hmm. do the Cloverfield series. The, yeah. Okay. 
Um, well, back to what you were talking about, uh, Annihilation. Yeah, so Annihilation's getting released straight to Netflix, too. Yeah, it says here that um, Netflix and Paramount are negotiating a deal. Alex Garland uh, directed Annihilation that will give the streaming service international rights to the sci-fi thriller and an opportunity to release the film on its overseas streaming service. 17 days after the film premieres in the U.S. on February the 23rd. Uh, Paramount will do do the traditional theatrical release in the U.S., Canada, and China. Um, Putting a major film on Netflix internationally three weeks after its release is is as groundbreaking as a similar deal Netflix made with New Line Cinema's next installment of Shaft. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it says that this is going to get, it says internationally. Or it says the film and an opportunity to release the film on its overseas streaming service 17 days. So does that mean it's not going to... I mean, of course, we're going to have access to it, but is it going to release... Well, it's going to be on Netflix everywhere. Oh, it is? Not just here. Like, you know. But Um, that's great. I wish they would do that more because, look, dude, 17 days after the movie comes out, if you were fucking dying to see a movie... You already watched it. Yeah. Fucking, I think we need to do that more, man. I want them to come out. As soon as they take it out of the theater, I want it in my fucking hand. Yeah, I don't see why they can't. This is a fucking world where we fucking, I got shit now. You know, I got a phone in my hand and everything I want's fucking there. You know, don't make me wait fucking six months to see a goddamn movie. Like, you're pissing me off. Like. I when as soon as they pull it from the theater, I think it should be available. Yeah. Why do they I do agree. that wait? Like what is that? I don't know. And it's fucking stupid. It made sense back in the day because you're like, oh, it builds up anticipation. You're like, oh, this was great when I went to the but theater. It, but, but it doesn't, man. Like six months later, you know, there's a lot of people that were like, What movie? It's like, yeah, remember that trailer you- six months ago? It was on TV. Yeah. Barely. Oh. I feel like if they would release it like Cause you've yeah. got people, man, they're not going to the theater. They don't like it. Fuck it. Hate yeah. it. You know? So as soon as they pull it from the theaters, the next day, bam, it's in stores. It's online. Yeah. If they would do that, I feel like they would sell more like copies. Yeah. Okay, make more. Yeah. And I think they're, here's their thing. They're like, well, you know, if, if we do it, uh, you know, if we run it for three weeks to a month and then we pull it and we put it online, like, People are going to pirate it and nobody's going to pay for it. But it's like, that's not true. Like, no, you know, there's a lot of people in this world and a lot of people are going to fucking pay for it. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of movies that like, um, star Wars, for example, went to the movies and watched it. If I could have went two weeks later and bought it, I would have, but now I might not buy it when it comes out because I might get a better deal. You're not going to buy it as fast. Yeah, exactly. I'm not riding off that high. Yeah, you've already waited six months. Yeah, exactly. Thor. Yeah. I would buy Thor right now on Blu-ray. Yeah. And watch it again. Is it not out? Is it out? Oh, yeah, Mm. that's how we watched it. (laughs) No, I didn't know it was out, is it? That's Uh, going in the collection. Let's see. It will be released on uh, 
March the 6th. Okay, so it's still a little so, time. Yeah, I saw it in the theater. Uh, <laughs> but here's the thing, like before that, like uh, Guardians of the Galaxies, you know, especially the first one. I was like, this yeah. is fucking, this is it right here. This is a, it's Bees funny. It's got, yeah, I mean, everything about it was good. Yeah. It's number two now. Thor's taking first place. <laughs> of overall? Of of that. Of Marvel movies? No, of that, like, <laughs> you know, like Guardians of the Galaxy, like it was fun. It yeah. was, you know. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could watch that one, you know, just kind of over and over. That's like, it's a good comedy. I think, um, but this one was better. I think my number one was Django. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about I mean, the Marvel, like the comic book movies. Oh, oh, my bad. All right. I got, it. Hey, I will agree. I can watch Django over, over. and over <laughs> and over again. I never get tired of it. I know, man. I've seen that shit like 50 times. I went to the movies four times. I saw it three, and that's the only movie I've ever seen <laughs> that many times in the theater. Yeah, I know. And I went to different theaters. Yeah, right. You know, what I'm saying? Uh, like just a a better experience. Yeah. Um, I mean, dude, if I put that movie in right now, you can't get a hold of me for the next hour and you know two hours and like thirty minutes, forty five minutes. Yeah, I'm yeah. gone. Yeah. Django, um, that's fucking. I tip the hat to fucking Tarantino. Like, that's a masterpiece. That's a fucking masterpiece, dude. Um, it says here that the um, Annihilation will be the next film in this test model. Aside what? from covering, they're they're doing a test model. Okay, it says here that um, the deal is similar, similar in spirit to the one that Netflix made recently with New Line on its sequel to Shaft, which Blackish creator. Uh, Kenya Barris scripted and Tim Story is directing with Samuel L. Jackson in the role of chef with Independence Day resurgence and stars survivors remorse star Jesse T. Usher set to play chefs Richard Roundtree representing his character from the original film Netflix paid more than half of the film's 30 million dollar budget when Deadline revealed the shaft deal it presented itself as a new model for films that proved challenging on the international front, an opportunity in a fast. These movies can live. Yeah. It says Annihilation is the next film to test the model. Aside from covering the majority of the film's budget, the feeling was that a specialized movie like this realizes the bulk of theatrical gross domestic. Close cousin would be Garland's Ex Machina, which grossed 25.4 million domestically and 11.4 million internationally. This with a Rotten Tomatoes score of 94%. Annihilation will uh, potentially see be seen by as much by a much larger audience overseas as a fresh Netflix film with far less spending on PNA. Um, was the rationale behind everything. I expect it to become more common as Netflix is hungry to feed its global audience and films like this prove challenge to market in overseas theaters. Well, I think I it's going to Go ahead. Hmm? Oh, I think this is going to change everything, man. Well, that Martin Scorsese shit. Oh, the shit's already changed. Yeah, you know, that movie he's going to make. A real fucking, a real director. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker made goddamn Goodfellas. Well, the Departed, it, you know? And it's, yeah, right. 
And it's one of those things where, uh, I mean, think about it. You've got Martin Scorsese. I guarantee you all he had to do is go in there. I'm working on something. Can't tell you How what much it money is, you want. But I've got Robert De Niro, Joe Pesci, and fucking um, Harvey Keitel. Like, I've got these people already lined up that's yeah. interested in it. And they're just going to, like, shit a no. billion dollars. No, I, don't, I don't mean to cut you off, uh, Martin, but you had me at, I've been working on something. Okay. Yeah, right. Like, and you're interested in us, yeah. you know? And see, that's my thing. I think Kevin Smith, all of his shit, if he would have just went straight to Netflix with it. Yeah. Stop giving a fuck about a damn theatrical release. Well, it's over. Only, it's done. Like, yeah. Well, not only him, but Robert Rodriguez. Why not? A lot of people. You know what I mean? I feel I like mean, Netflix is going to fucking, they're, they're changing the game. Yeah. Well, that's it, the studio's it, best friend. This is the only way. To save it. Yeah. To save the film industry. I know it's we've talked about Netflix. this before, but I'm going to bring it back up. If they had a, if they had an app where you could stream movies on it, that's in theater. How much are you willing to pay? Well, every movie. <laughs> yeah. Whatever's in theater. I mean, dude, and you know, you're going to have to pay more than Netflix. Let's say so what are we saying? I was thinking 50. 50 is reasonable. If you think about yeah. it. Yeah. You get all the movies. Yeah. Now but just think only- about this. If every fucking house in America. All right. We won't say every. 75%. Yeah. Paid $50. A month. <laughs> a month. Yeah. God damn, dude. I know. And then they get that money because there's a lot of times they don't get the money because motherfuckers don't even go out and watch it. Yeah. Everybody's going to get a piece of the pie. Everybody. And then they still release it in the theater. You yeah. can watch it in the theater because there's some people, that's their shit. That's their jam, you know? Yeah. Well, that's like certain movies I like to watch in the theater. Star you know Wars. what I mean? Yeah. Wish I want to watch movie. Thor. I won't skip another Thor movie, especially <laughs> no, if it's got the same director. Well, ever since I missed... uh um, Winter Soldier, because I didn't get to go see that. I'm never gonna miss a Marvel movie. I missed Ant Man and I missed Winter Soldier. Hate myself for not watching those in the theater. You know what I mean? And I haven't missed one since because, like, you know, you why not? But Annihilation, that's one of those movies where I'm like on the fence. The trailer looks great. I want to go watch it, but do I really want to go watch it? You know, you know what I mean? But if they're going to release it 17 days, that's the thing, though. If they if even if a streaming subscription service, if two, let's say a month after the movie drop, it goes up on this site and it streams for one month and you can you pay fifty dollars and everything that released the month prior is on there. I would pay that. Why would why would you not? I mean, that's a bajillion dollar idea. Hashtag it'll happen. Real estate. Yeah. I mean, it's going to have to, man. We need to sign a petition. I, I think what it's going to come down to is you, you know how all these um, different studios are having their own streaming service. Yeah. Uh, Disney will have their own. Of course. Uh, Dimension. Well, not Dimension, but Paramount. They'll have their own. You know what I mean? But here's my thing. Don't make me wait six months. I'll pay yeah. your fucking fee. Yeah. But I want to see that movie. Here, I'll give you this. Two weeks in the theater. Because if if somebody is is dying to watch it, they're going to go in two weeks. 
Oh yeah. And then I want it on my streaming service. Give me fucking the movie two weeks after it comes out. That way you can get your theater numbers and then get those fucking, see how many fucking views you get. Put an ad on it. I don't give a fuck. Like, why don't we just do it and call it real stream? Oh, oh my God. We could do it. We got any investors out there? Uh, no dollar shave club. <laughs> Use coupon I mean, code dollar real estate podcast. Well, I mean, think slash. <laughs> if you go into, if you go into a streaming service and let's say, uh, before you watch every movie, you have to watch five movie trailers. Okay. I mean, you're going to see that anyway, when you go to the theater, so put those five trailers on there as ad revenue. Hey, I'll then, watch an ad. Yeah, I'll watch You an could ad. even play an ad in the middle of the fucking movie. Yeah. And I won't bitch about it. Because, you know, watch. they'll get that. They'll make money off that. That's a killing. Like, yeah. This is That's what's going to save the film industry, man. Because it's, it's not as good as it used to be. And it's yeah. because of the internet. Like, people want it now, man. They've got fucking, they've got DVR. People don't have to, you know, I want to, you know what I mean? They want it now. So, uh, how much would you pay Trav? Would you pay the 50, 50 bones? Every movie. I doubt it. Every movie. I'd pay like 25 or 30. Hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> hmm. Or you could do this. <laughs> Certain movies coming out that month you want to see, get it for a month. Yeah. You can cancel. You don't have to keep it. But then again, sure. you're spending 50 bucks for a movie. Well, but if there's other stuff. Yeah. I mean, what if it's a month where it's like, God damn. Well, there's think like about it. Movies. You, well, you, and, and one, and one. You get the back catalog. Do you get them all? And like a, well, I mean, we can negotiate that, you know, but in a, in a three week span, you, this year, you've got the Han Solo movie, the Deadpool movie and infinity war. That's worth $50. I'm going to spend that much to go watch the shit at the theater. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Here's the thing. $50. That's tier one. You get it either two weeks after it drops in the theater. You get it. Yeah. Early access. You get bonus okay. features, all that shit. You get the DVD content if you choose to watch it. <laughs> right. So you can access that stuff. It's there. Yeah, yeah. All right. If you want to pay 30 you got to wait like a month and a half. But okay. then it's there. So six weeks. You got you got two weeks, six weeks. Still not a bad deal. No, not really. That's, that's, six, that's, that's a month and a half versus six months. Or for five months, like that, you have to wait for the DVD to come out. You still yeah. get it early. You know, you get all the movies, right? And it's always changing. You just bam, bam, bam. What's on here today? I'm just what saying, if on? you want to pay less, they should offer that. They should be like, all right, if you don't, I don't. We know fifty's steep. Yeah. So if you don't want that early access, you can pay a lower price. And you have to wait just a little bit longer than the early access folks, the VIPs, if you will. Right. Just wait a little longer. That's not too bad. No, I'll uh, be down. A month? I would. I would even fucking pay the thirty. I mean, most more people would do that probably. Yeah. And then, 
They've got a month there. They get their fucking, you know, there's people that don't want to pay 50, but there's people that are like, fucking right, I'll pay 50, you know? Yeah. Tons of people. But then they still got a month and a half to fucking, you know, it's in the theater. Yeah. They're fucking, they'll be making money hand over fucking fist, man. Like, hand over fist, yeah. man. There's nothing rough around the edges about this deal. No. That's a fucking, yeah. that's right, that right there is a fucking real deal. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, well, with the Super Bowl count when it came out, we got a shitload of trailers drop. Um, What's your favorite one? Probably Han Solo. Yeah, dude. Trav, sound so- off. Oh, it. <laughs> uh, I think I could probably watch the uh, Millennium Falcon fly through just about anything, that and fucking I'm probably entertained. Trailer was action packed, wasn't it? What were you going to say about it, though? I think, like, uh, I think the the trailer spoke for itself because, you know, if you followed any of the behind-the-scenes stuff, you know this movie hasn't had the best production schedule. And uh, just like Han Solo says in the trailer, like, I think I'm probably pulling this from an article I read. It was like, just like Han Solo, he says, yep, we're fine. We're good. Yeah. And you see that. It, it looks very promising, and I am going to go and watch this in the theater, because, just from that trailer, because it looks like a fucking great time. It's yeah. got fucking nose-breathing himself in it, Woody Harrelson, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got Childish Gambino as Lando. Yeah. I mean, how, how cool how did he look with that fucking goatee? Yeah, he was... He's okay. rocking it. Big pimping. It looked like a fucking Star Wars movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, they've got a they've got a series of posters out for it now where I think uh there's one for Lando, one for um Solo and I think maybe the female character I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I can't I know what you're talking about. Hey, after the trailer, I'm sold on the guy playing solo. I was like, Yeah. Yeah. He's fucking solo, dude. He's cocky. He looks fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's going to be good, man. It's going to be real good. See, I'm excited about the Star Wars fucking universe because this they're just opening it up, man. They're like, here, here's some shit that was never going to happen. Yeah. Lucas was never going to do that. They're just like, they're just, they're opening it up, man. There's going to be all these fucking Star Wars movies that have nothing to do with this. I'm going to say the OG Star Wars. Yeah. In the future, we refer to it as OG Star Wars, (laughs) like the, you know, Princess Leia, Yoda. Yeah, the saga. Okay. All right. After all this, that's gone. Like, you know, we're going to fucking get all these other movies, man. All these, it's like different stories and they'll have their own saga. And yeah, from fucking now until the rest of your life, there's going to be fucking Star Wars movies. And I'm, you know, thank Lord. Disney's doing the Lord's work. They are, man. Because Lucas is, he would never put out anything. No. See, I, what the problem was is Lucas didn't like it. Every time he put something out, the fucking bitching. Huh. This motherfucker would take an ass pounding from hell. Like <laughs> He couldn't handle it. Yeah. Oh, he Took was so much. upset about the fucking feedback from his damn episode one and, you know, his prequels. Yeah. Didn't go over well. No. And I'm glad Disney purchased it because if they've proven anything... 
over the last couple of years here is that they know how to make some goddamn movies. Don't they, though? They know how to hire the right people, and they fucking put their money where their mouth is, and they deliver. Right in there. Mic drop. (laughs) So uh, did you guys see this uh, trailer for uh, Krypton? I did. It looks like some CW shit. Yeah, I'm not really sure how I feel about it, to be completely honest, but, you know. Me me either, but I'm willing to give it a go, but I just, I don't see it probably last in the first season. Yeah, I mean, it looks, uh, to CW, it looks, why would you need, you know, they're they're developing a series right now called uh, Tropolis that's supposed to be kind of like a, I Gotham. thought this was that. I th- no, from what I well, read, this is a whole nother fucking Superman show. Yeah, <laughs> god damn yeah. it! I know, and we I don't need to. Well, we've got the OG Superman show already. You know what I mean? We've got. Now, are you talking about Dean Kane? Are you talking about Smallville? I'm talking about Smallville. Okay. I mean, I'm just saying, like yeah. Smallville for what it was, and was it great. Ran for fucking ever. Yeah, it did. So if you need to get your Superman fix, you can hop on over to damn uh, ABC Family or whatever it so, is now. But wait a minute. What's <laughs> the other one? Okay, we got Krypton here. What was the other one based on? Metropolis. Okay, well, here's my thing. Fuck Metropolis. Yeah. We've done that. Yeah. Several times. Krypton's a different story. Yeah. I don't know nothing about Krypton other than they got fucked up. The Time Lords came. <laughs> Dalek showed up they got fucked up and they fucking sent Superman to Earth you know yeah. so that's all I know so I can I can fucking I can deal with Krypton because I don't know that I just shit wonder, the Dalek I, just, I just I just wonder if they're going to go so far as to uh, do cool things like say for instance since it's not dealing with Superman though have like whatever character you want to follow this the that episode have it to where they interact with different species in the dc universe like they they end up getting the help of a green lantern at some point you know what i mean just little stuff like that well here's my thing on krypton there's no superpowers right they're normal right yeah so it's a sci-fi show yeah about the planet that superman came from yeah so i'm not really sure I mean, it's just, what is it going to be? Some like politics and drama, some Krypton politics. Like, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. You know, showing, I mean, who fucking, who fucked up Krypton? Them, they fucked it up themselves. So it's going to be kind of this, you know, like their, yeah. their battles with other races, other aliens, you know, yeah. like it's going to be, you know, hope, you know, and then, you know, are, are they going to get Gallifrey? That's the thing, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the way we got to classify that. They get they got Gallifrey. Well, they the didn't end, go Krypton into, got Gallifrey. They didn't go into a pocket. No, nah, I didn't. I didn't think about that. They just got. Well, you know, that, that's that. Some new shit came to light in the last couple of years. Like, yeah. Until then, we thought the motherfucker was just gone. Like they're destroyed. They're all dead. And it's like, no, nah, man, they're hiding out. They don't yeah, they're in a, They're in somebody's back pocket. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's like saying? the Mandela effect. You know? Yeah. Right. CERN. Um uh, <laughs> speaking of CERN, real quick, I gotta throw it in there. Um Cloverfield, uh the Paradox. 
Yeah. What was it called? Something Paradox? Anyway, they changed the yeah. name of the movie. Yeah. And in the movie, someone says that. And I was like, there's where they got the name. Somebody was watching it. Netflix said, that's the name. That's better than what they got. Yeah. So the Paradox, all right. It's got something to do with CERN. Oh, shit. It's got something really? to do with a Hydron Collider. Like, yeah. The movie's based off this this Hydron Collider. And this, it's so a prequel. They... It's a prequel, gentlemen. So oh, shit. do the math. So oh, they so opened a wormhole. <laughs> they opened yeah, something. they opened portals. <laughs> you know? They probably opened portals. Which was really up. fucking cool. When I saw that it was based on that, I was like, oh. And you can go to... to uh, you know, IMDB or whatever, and read that. It's in the synopsis. That's some shit. That's that's public. It's based <laughs> off of CERN. So I take it they're fucking with time. Well, <laughs> secret. <laughs> you guys gotta watch it. We gotta do it. We gotta do it soon. Well, you said we're gonna do the next two movies. All right, what's what's next? Um, Trav's pick. Trav, what are you going with? I was uh I was originally going with Team America World Police, but uh I reckon I'm gonna have to change it to Thor. Oh shit. And Trav's next, right? Yeah, he's, okay. he's going next. Now by the bylaws Are we allowed to to switch it out? Are you gonna allow it? Yeah, that's fine with me. Right. Whatever. As podcast as podcast commissioner. Yeah, PCC. I'll allow Griffin's fucking judgment here, ruling. And Travis has switched his film. It's legal. <laughs> it's We're binding. not going to flip a coin. It's legal. It's binding. <laughs> <laughs> There's a contract. It's it's signed it in blood. But, um, all right, so we're going to watch Thor. And then your pick was? Jackie. Yeah. Great. And then after that, are we going Cloverfield? I think we should. All right. I think Set. we should. But yeah, Names. I'll give Krypton a shot. Yeah. It looks cheap. It does, but you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, um, so like like I said a minute ago, I feel like it won't go past the first season, but I'm sure it'll be well, I mean, the only problem with it being sci fi is that I feel like it's gonna turn into a show we've already seen before. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, to top things off, you know, of course we got the new, uh, 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 Infinity Wars teaser, you know, during the Super Bowl, which was great. And we got a uh, Jurassic World teaser, uh, they dropped a trailer. Um, but did you guys know they're working on another Men in Black movie? Now, is this original cast? No. Oh, slow down, slick. <laughs> I mean. It says F. F. Gary Gray is reportedly in advance talks to direct the next Men in Black movie. Um, he did Straight Out of Compton and The Fate of the Furious. Um, he's in negotiations with Sony and Amblin about uh, taking the director's chair for the next film in the sci-fi series. The movie itself is due to be a spinoff uh, from the original trilogy of Men in Black. <clears throat> um, the new film won't see... Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones reprise their roles, and it's reportedly set to follow a similar relaunch plan. Same premise, new cast as the Jurassic Park franchise recently adopted with Jurassic World. 
uh, Iron Man writers Matt Holloway and Art Markham have written a script about the new film. Uh, Steven Spielberg will serve as as a as an executive producer. Sonia set um, provisional June fourteenth release date for the new Men in Black film. So, uh, you know, with that approach, I think I'd give it a watch. Well, I mean, here's the thing: Did you guys like the original? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, too. yeah of course. I mean, but it was Will Smith, Tommy the original, Jones. So, yeah, I mean, we'll see the who they get. I remember when the first one came out and that was just one of the movies that I probably rewound in my VCR a million times and watched it. Yeah. I watched that first one a lot. Me too. A lot. <laughs> but I'm, Ooh. I'm interested to see who they bring on. Yeah. Well, who would you cast right now? So you got to cast the, the Will Smith character, which is the fucking funny, you know, young guy. It doesn't have to be to an old guy, and a young guy though. But who would you cast right now? Oh, um, two. Okay. For, all right. I'm going to throw my random casting out there. You know, Zed, the guy that's over everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Danny McBride. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'm throwing that out there. Either right him now. or ice or fucking ice cube. Oh yeah. Yes. <laughs> you remember yes. from, uh, yeah. 21 jump street, but no, but Danny McBride, I'm already thinking, I, I wish I want, the new men in black to take, to go that way. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. style comedy. Yeah, I agree. Um, if I had to cast, I would cast, uh, to be the straight man. Um, Oh, hold on. I'm trying to think if you got any ideas, throw them out. Cause let me, let me give, give what about the guy that plays Ron Swanson. Oh my God. As the straight shooter. Yeah, okay, I can see you that. You see what I'm saying? And we're going to get Aziz as the cut-up? <laughs> <laughs> just take the casting for Parks and Rec? Yeah. Let's see, though. Um, I don't know. I'm just, I just throw that out there. But it's like, for real, who would you Who would you uh, pick to replace? It's hard to fill fucking the shoes of Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. What about John C. Raleigh? Goddamn. Ooh. As the straight man? To go with the... Uh... Swanson. Oh, that would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. Yeah, that would be funny. It's two supporting acts, though. Yeah. You need that name. I don't want Kevin Hart. Well, I mean, no. Who gets the Will Ooh. Smith role? That's hard, man. Who's no, worthy? Dude, Dave Chappelle come back. That shit would be hilarious. And he would yeah. through the whole movie he'd be hitting a jewel. You know? <laughs> I was I would watch the hell out of it. Damn, um, who do you give the hmm. fucking Will Smith role to? That's hard, man. Jamie Foxx. I want new uh, blood. Yeah. I want new oh, blood. Oh, then how about dude that plays the Falcon? Oh no, fuck that roadie from Iron Man. That'd be alright. Yeah. I can see him doing it. Yeah. But I kind of see him as more as the straight guy, you know? Or how about Michael Pena? Oh my God. That dude is fucking Wait. hilarious. We're going to do a, we're going to do a flip here. Idris okay. Elba, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Tommy Lee yeah. Jones. He does the yeah. Tommy Lee Jones role. Cause he does it. He's Elba? a good straight shooter. Like, 
Or how about we do a, a, a character switch and have it Idris Elba and fucking Danny McBride? <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, I know, right? Wait, though. Dupa. Idris Elba. Fucking Deadpool. Ryan <laughs> I mean, no, no, no. That's 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 too close to our to the rest in peace department movie. It, it is. I think I Idris Elba as the fucking. That's the only. I'll accept that for the, as the, and as the as the the special alien cameo celebrity. I probably, I probably go very mainstream and cast someone like Lady Gaga as an alien. She isn't no mainer. <laughs> Counting bodies like deep. Like, well, you got to chill the fuck out with this flick. I'm going with Obama. <laughs> I want Obama in it. Where you been, Obama? The, he's part of no, the you know who elite. I, oh, you know who I wish would write a Men in Black movie? Alex Jones? Fucking Dan Harmon and, <laughs> Dan Harmon and Justin Roiland, the guys who made Rick and Morty. They can oh, do a Men in Black movie. Oh, my fucking God. Yeah. And then that's that style. That fucking dry, fucking in-your-face comedy. Oh, dude, it would be amazing. Have you seen the uh, memes and stuff online where it's got um, uh, Michael Sarah and uh, William Defoe as Rick and Morty, and it's like, please make this happen, like a Fuck real life, no. you know, live action. Yeah, you live said action, who? Rick William and, Defoe and who? Uh, Michael Sarah. Oh shit, dude! Oh, I can see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn. Could you see fucking my money? I can. <laughs> Being all that creepy. Fucking creepy, shit. dude. <laughs> He's so creepy. He, he looks like a skeleton now. He looks weird. Like if I was tripping on mushrooms, I'd be like, "Get the fuck away from me, dude! You're fucking yeah. creepy. Your face yeah. is weird." <laughs> <laughs> Get away from me. I'm still racking my brain well, trying to find that fucking Will Smith fucking role. You got to have old and young. Uh, just just cast them both black, Idris Elba and Childish Gambino. It would work. Yeah, It'd be hilarious. Oh man, back to back to the Men in Black casting. Have a, a character in the script that that is the uh, he's like the new guy fresh on the job. He's trying to impress somebody, but nobody takes him seriously. Fucking Keanu Reeves. Oh my God. I got oh. it. I got it guys. Idris Elba. Huh? The dude from, um, Oh shit. Silicon Valley. The nerd. Yes. Okay. You gotta have a young white. You got, you know, you got a white and black it. Yeah. If you're flipping the, uh, it, you got the older guy's going to be black, and then you got that, because he's a damn you know new guy, because that was the thing. Will Smith comes in there, first day on the job, ah, you know? Yeah. The, or, uh, the yeah. guy that... I mean... The, the, the guy that runs the company, Pied Popper guy. Yeah. yeah I can't okay. remember his name. Yeah. <laughs> the son of a bitch is a goddamn cyborg. <laughs> I love that show so much. Can't wait until it comes back. Yeah, really. Kind of <laughs> sad that uh, what's his name left, but T.J. Miller. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, he was he wasn't really in that last season that Not much. much. I think it was already kind of coming <clears throat> to a head. Yeah, I think there were some problems. I think yeah. he wanted more money. 
Well, I mean, he's a name yeah. now. Yeah, he did Yogi Bear. Did he? <laughs> yeah, he was the damn in the Yogi Bear movies. He's the like the the park ranger. Wow. Oh yeah, he's got Yogi Bear money, dude. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, right. Did y'all know this? This is a quick real uh, real talk snippet. Um, Michael Chaw going to narrate Pet Cemetery on Audible. <clears throat> Pet Cemetery is the first like the first scary movie I remember watching when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. When I'm I'm talking, dude, kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I know did it come out like around 93 something 94. I mean, it's 92 ish, something like that. Well, I mean, I think it came out in the eighties, didn't it? I don't know, but I just remember that movie. Like, yeah, 89 it stuck with me. You know, my mom let me watch that shit and it fucked you. Up. Well, I just, you know, when I would, uh, like I would repeat the lines when I was a kid, like I would say that in that little, little, cre- little creepy kid voice, you know, I'd say, I played with mommy, I played with daddy, and now I'm going to play with you. And I would do that little laugh. Ah, 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 ah. You know, <laughs> it was creepy, you know? Yeah. That's fun. Mom fucking of the year, you know? <laughs> right. That's why I had night terrors. <laughs> Watching fucking Pet <laughs> Cemetery when I'm like fucking five. Yeah. You woke up sweating. You're like, Mom, I don't know what to do. I've been waiting on a fucking Pet Cemetery remake. They're going to remake it, right? Didn't we talk about that? Uh, yeah. It deserves I so. one. I think right now, Stephen King's fucking, uh, on top of the world. Yeah. Well, his content, it's up for grabs. Like they're all, they're, they're fucking, you know, they're out there. They're like, all right, we got to do it all. What else you got? And I think pet cemetery is one of them. That's one that they can redo. Right. Well, I think that about covers everything. I don't, Damn, can we just make something up? How long have we been going? Well, we're at 149. Yeah, that's right. I just hate to. Can we talk about that Nick Cage? Okay, yeah. Can we talk about that? I don't know anything about that. Nick Cage's craziest movie ever is here to bless us. Um, The actor's lavish lifestyle has finally caught up to his bank account and fans hoping for a new cage blockbuster uh, have only been rewarded with straight to streaming disasters like vengeance, a love story and dying of the lot. I've never heard of either one of those, No, but, uh, <laughs> but there's been a disturbance in the force. Do you feel it? That's right. Cage through his back. Um, the hell? I don't know anything about this. I just see the picture. Called Mandy. The best reviewed movie at Sunday. It's on Rotten Tomato. Really? Yeah. So let's see. Man. Tell me more. All right. Nicholas Cage. Mandy is set in the primal wilderness of 1983, where Red Miller, a broken and haunted man, hunts an unhinged religious sect who slaughtered the love of his life. Um, okay, count me in. So he's crazy. He's got a cool poster. Oh, he's got a chainsaw. This is going to 
Right. So do they? That that's it. That's all they're giving us. Yeah, that's so it. So it was the best reviewed movie at Sundance yeah. this year. That's what they're now, saying. I'm gonna go out on you know that ain't saying much. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know what I mean. Some yeah. of the damn turds that fucking go through there, but uh, I'm always down for some Nick Cage. Mm, we might have to watch this when it comes up. When's the? Do you know when? He's got a fur coat on on the red carpet. <laughs> what the fuck? January the 19th, 2018 was the release date. I don't know if that's the when it was released in uh, at Sundance. Sundance has has it happened? I don't know. That's all I got. Apparently it's got uh, Elijah Wood and and uh, Vince Neil. I don't know nothing Yo. about this. Do you? No. I'm seeing this and I'm like, huh? Okay, so he. All right. Let's see what we got here. We're going to segue into this. Quentin Tarantino. <coughs> I read this. Quentin Tarantino has been relatively quiet ever since his former former friend and producer for most of his films. Weinstein was accused of multiple rapes. Uh, in, the, in a recent New York Times interview, former leading lady and muse Uma Thurman came out against the director, blaming him for a car crash on the set of Kill Bill. Thurman la- uh, later shared the video, which was given to her by the director, and stated publicly that she forgives... She forgave the filmmaker for his decision that led to the crash. Now Tarantino is telling his side of what happened. Uh, by all accounts, Tarantino had told Thurman uh, the car stunt in question safe, even testing out the stretcher road himself before making his actress get into the driver's seat. Though the direction of the road was changed after Quentin tried out the shot for himself, and there was an anomaly in the road going the other direction that caused the car to spin out. Car crash video has been released, shows Thurman slamming into a palm tree from her point of view. Suffered a concussion and damage to both of her knees. She also uh, she also walked away from the incident with a permanent neck injury. Uma admits that she was nervous about the scene beforehand and became very angry with the director after the fact, since he promised it would be entirely safe. Uh, the original New York Times piece claims that Tarantino was enraged before the scene was shot because Uma refused to do it. The article also goes on to claim Tarantino choked out his actress in one, in one scene on set, which was part of the movie, and spit tobacco juice, juice in her face himself, which the scene called for. I remember all that from the movie. Yeah. Well, you know, they, they had a relationship, too. Yeah, yeah. I just watched it. Kill it's on Bill? that page. No, that car wreck. It's on that the second link there. Yeah. Yeah, they she put it up on Instagram and you can see the wreck. Like she fucking she smacks that tree. Like so I didn't know um, anything about this and you know, but you know, Tarantino man, he's a fucking he's an artist. Yeah. He's got a vision. Um, you know? Now I read the New York Times article. I didn't read this one. But um, <clears throat> to add more 
<clears throat> to add more context to what we're talking about, the way she explains things in that in the article was Weinstein had did the same sleazy shit that he's been accused of mm. to everybody else. Random meetings, you know, it would turn it would escalate into something else. Well, at one point, while Kill Bill was being in the process of getting made, he attempts the stuff again. And she's like, you know, she goes off on him, apparently tells him that, you know, she'll ruin his career if he continues to behave that way with her. And there were eyewitness reports of her leaving the hotel super pissed off and all that stuff. And apparently that same day he, he flat out told her that, you know, if you do that, I will make, you know, I'll tear your shit apart. Mm-hmm. And the, the chronology of the events were the whole thing with Weinstein went down. Tarantino wanted to get the movie going and the entire time Tarantino and Thurman are aware of what Weinstein was doing. Right. And so, but they just had to keep their mouths shut because it's how they were going to get their movies made. And so it almost painted it as if that car crash was like a hit. Damn. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of a dick move if that's true. It was crazy. I know they were... You know, they were in a relationship at one point and that's something that probably shouldn't have happened. Like, yeah, you know, keep it professional, but you know, well, it says, this is Tarantino's quote. I'm guilty for putting her in that car, but not the way that, that people are saying I'm guilty. I was just driving. None of us looked at it as a stunt. Maybe we should have, but we didn't. I'm sure when it was brought up to me, that I rolled my eyes and was irritated, but I'm sure I wasn't in a rage. I wasn't living. Told her it would be okay. I told her the road was a straight line. Told her it would be safe, and it wasn't. I was wrong. I didn't force her into the car. She got into it because she trusted me. She believed me. Then he goes on to say, um, the director goes on to say, uh, that he only spit in Thurman's face because he wasn't sure Michael Madsen could do the scene in question carry it off as intended he didn't want to subject thurman to any unnecessary cruelty in trying to capture the essence of the scene in question i can't have you laying here getting spit on again and again and again because somebody else is messed up is messing it up by missing it is hard to spit on people as it out about the choking scene he claims thurman made the suggestion that the director do it himself to ensure the move the the moment looked realistic Tarantino believes that Maureen Dowd, who wrote the initial piece, skewed these moments on set as being sadistic on his part. Uma claims that she had considered suing Miramax over the making of Kill Bill and some of its questionable practices, but Weinstein Studio said they'd only show the car crash footage if she signed a waiver of liability. She refused yeah, to do it. <clears throat> Go ahead. Oh, it took her years to get that footage back, by the way. That was something else that was pointed out in that New York Times article. It so they wanted her. to cover it up. Right. It took like it took a couple decades. 
Well, she just got it. Yeah. Put it out there. So, um, it said, uh, she signed, uh, she refused to do so at the time and the footage seemingly disappeared. Uh, Thurman recently asked Tarantino if he had the footage and he went on an expedition to find it, believing it had been destroyed. When he and an assistant located the footage, he gave it to the actress straight away. She has since made the video available on her personal Instagram. She is now saying that it was a cover-up that had malicious intent. Though she forgives Quentin Tarantino for the crash, she is now blaming producer Lawrence Bender, E. Bennett, Walsh, and Harvey Weinstein. She says this, they lied, destroyed evidence, and continue to lie about the permanent harm they caused, chose to press. Um, the entire interview with Quentin, which is quite lengthy, can be found at Deadline. There he further goes into the incident and accusations, saying he too believes there was a cover-up. The director tries to paint a better picture of himself. At the same time, he doesn't let himself off the hook. He does say that Uma and him are still great friends, even though they experienced a fight that lasted for years and were estranged for some time. They are now at a healthy and productive point in their relationship, but it is unclear if the two will collaborate on a future project together. Tarantino is in the midst of casting his ninth film with, you know, Leo and Tom Cruise. Margot Robbie are also eyeing the project. So, uh, that's crazy. I don't even know what to say. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of hard to defend the fellow for that. You know, like, yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, I wonder why she it, wanted to, you know, why she didn't speak out sooner. Or, yeah. I guess she waited until she had the footage to prove it. I mean, she's driving fast as fuck in that video. Did you watch <laughs> I mean, it? No. She's driving fast, dude. Like, I mean, it looks dangerous. Right. But I Hold mean, on. damn, you know? I'm going to try to pull the video up real quick here. Holy shit. Yeah, she's driving fast, dude. Yep, she wasn't going slow. It looks like it hurt. Yeah. I've had a couple of car wrecks, and that's what it looks It looks like it feels like. Yeah, you know well, I mean? mean, she lays down and fucking, you know. Yeah. She suffered concussion. I mean, dude, she. I don't know about it being a hit. Yeah, I don't know. Tarantino's one of those directors, though, man, where he's like. He wants it his way. Do it for the movie, man. You know, like do it, like you know, break a fucking two million dollar guitar. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, and the movies turned out, you know, good. Like, but damn, you know, I mean, you know, here's the thing: they had a personal relationship. Yeah. Obviously, it ended. We don't know how it ended or why it ended. So let's, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's something going on there that we don't know anything about. And it's probably, he's, I'm a, I'm, you know, Hey, he's probably a dick. Yeah. I, I kind of get a dick vibe from him. Yeah. You know, when I see him in interviews and you know, <laughs> he's a dick, man. He's not a douche. No, he's a dick. He's German start fucking around with these. Images. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but he's got a vision and, and that's it. 
And yeah. I don't know what else to say about it. I would like, I have a few honorable mentions here. It's got nothing to do with that, but I did see, uh, on the same site that, um, we got new star Wars trilogies coming from, uh, the game of Thrones creators. Oh shit. And if y'all want to look further into it. Yeah. What you got? Let's see here. I don't know if we want to go through all this, but I'm seeing yeah. headlines here and David Benoff and DB Weiss. Uh, they're working on a, they're working on a spinoff. Says they're the best storytellers working. Uh, I mean, Game of Thrones is pretty good. Yeah. But they have source material. Yeah, exactly. This Star Wars would be its own thing. You know, you can make a sci-fi movie and slap Star Wars on it, and it's a Star Wars movie. Yeah. There's no source material. I mean, I'm interested. It's going to be its own. I'll fucking watch it. I I would, too. (laughs) I mean. I think that they should put them to work on that live action uh, Star Wars series. Though Game of Thrones opinion. has never let me down. No. And if these guys have something like they sat down, they were like, "We're gonna make a Star Wars trilogy." I'm like, "Okay, I'm down." Yeah, a trilogy. There's talks that we may be getting two Star Wars movies a year. That's I'm what okay they're building up to. Hell, we're getting three Marvel movies a year, you know? In 2019, they're dropping three. But they're turds, man. Wonder Woman 2, Suicide Squad 2, and whatever the other one is. Well, this year we're getting Black Panther, Avengers, and uh, Ant-Man and Wasp. That that Black Panther movie looks pretty good, though. Yeah, I think I'm going to go watch it. I mean, I don't know shit about Black Panther, but... Aren't we getting uh, New Mutants as well? Yeah, I'm 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 interested to see that horror movie, you know, play out. So uh, I anything think else? I I do have one more thing, Travis. Can you watch a trailer? Uh, I've never seen not. Death Wish. Have you guys seen Death Wish? Yeah, I have. So there's a Death Wish remake, and it's got a rated R grindhouse style trailer here. Yeah, this has got... uh, Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. What's Death Wish? It's kind of like falling down. He kills people. Okay, so he's a hitman. No, like doesn't his daughter get raped or murdered or something? Oh, so he fucking goes off the rails, like nervous breakdown and starts killing people? Yeah. Well, it's rated R. And we got a trailer here if... You guys want to check it out before we shut it down? Yeah, I'm I'm ready. You watch it, Travis? Oh uh, yeah, I'm letting it buffer though. All right, we'll let it load up. I can cut oh. all this out, but I don't know anything about. It, but when I saw Groundhouse style trailer, Grindhouse style trailer, I'm like, hey, what? All right, well, I'll I'll, while we're waiting on this to uh, buffer, I'll give you the OG Charles Bronson. Oh shit. New York architect becomes a one-man vigilante squad after his wife is murdered by street punks, in which he randomly goes out and kills would-be muggers on the mean streets after dark. It's good, man. It's worth a watch. 
I mean, Charles Bronson, that's old. Yeah, yeah. When I heard that name, I'm already, I can put a fucking, I mean, what's that, 70s? Yeah, 74. Yeah. Yeah. So it's good? Yeah. You think it holds up? I haven't watched it in many years. Might do it for the pod. What about that? I like Charles Bronson. Yeah, I do too. I'm ready to give this trailer a go. Hey, it may. We can do it. Was it worth it? It may, it may start uh, buffering, but I mean, I can try it. It's two minutes if we can make it through it. You guys ready? Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Oh, shit. You're needed in trauma one. Dr. Paul Kersey had the perfect life. Until one fateful night. When the law fails to protect and serve. This is all open cases. Yep. One man becomes a hero. The men who did it are out there. With a wish. I want to buy a gun. A wish of death. Man really wants to protect what's his, he has to do it for himself. You're cocked, locked, and ready to rock. I'll see. <laughs> you that doctor? I am that doctor. Now, this doctor is prescribing a lethal dose of revenge. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, Joe. You're not gonna kill me. No. Jack is. Damn! Wow. By horror master Eli Roth. Oh, really? Death. The next three seconds. You're not a cop! Somebody has to do it! Ah! Starring Bruce Willis as judge, hey! jury, and executioner. I got shit to say about way. this. This guy in the hoodie, they're calling the Grim Reaper. Is he right for taking the law into his own hands? He's become a folk hero. You look much better. Whatever you're doing, keep it up. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Death Wish. Rated R. In theaters March 2nd. Okay. I'm DTW. I'm down yeah. to watch. Eli Roth. Oh, yeah. Now, if Eli Roth, don't let me down like you did that last time. What was that movie called? Where they did the Cannibal Holocaust. Oh. Green Inferno. <laughs> but this looks good. Now, here's the thing, though. That's an awesome trailer. <laughs> like I know. I, I wish the whole movie was like. Yeah. But it looks good, man. There's some There's some good shit in that trailer. I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm yeah. surprised Willis was. I'm surprised he, like, I don't want to say stooped that low. But I'm just surprised he was fucking willing to do a movie like that. Yeah. It's not really his thing. You know what I mean? Like, well, just that type of movie, you know, like it's like, it's a fucking Eli Roth movie, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's whoa, like a, Bruce Willis, how'd you fucking manage that? It's like an action horror movie. I'm down. Yes, when I was yes. watching it, it's like, it's got a John Wick feel. Yeah. Like a rated R. Yes. I guess Elliot Roth do his camera lenses. 
<laughs> Fucking Doo-doo. David Addison. Yeah. I'm I'm down to watch that. Go check I'm out the re- Death Wish trailer. Yeah. But don't the blame me out. if the trailer's better than the movie. <laughs> I, if they did the whole movie like that, I would. Oh, man. And if they do a, uh, if they release it, like, you know how they did a Logan Noir, you know, yeah. black and white. If they do a grindhouse cut, I might buy it just to see the grindhouse. Because, I mean, I like that style, you know. Now, what do you mean by that? Black and white? Or just that yeah. the way the film looks? No, that grindhouse look. Yeah. Shit, I can take the movie and add that to it. <laughs> oh, I want it to do that thing where, like, and you know, after you watch the movie for so long, it does that where you can see the film thing bloop, in the corner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that would be cool. That'd be the best day. Ever. Eli Roth needs something. Yeah. He's slipping. He, he's been. Let's see what he's working on. He's slipping, man. I forgot about him. Yeah, I did too. I mean, after I watched The Green Inferno, and I, I had hopes for that movie. It had a few scenes where it's like, that's pretty cool. But it's like, ugh, that was a turd, man. Yeah. All right. He's doing uh, Death Wish. He's filming the house with a clock in its wall. What? Yeah. It's, uh, What's the name got, of it? A house with a clock in its wall? It's got Jack Black in it. Oh, I'm down. A young orphan named Louis Barnavelt aids his magical uncle in locating a clock with the power to bring about the end of the world. Is this a Disney movie? Mm, That sounds kind of kiddie though. Here's my thing. Like, look, never in a million years would I've heard, thought I would have heard Eli Roth and Jack Black in the same sentence. Yeah, I know. Wow. That's what he's got going on. It's got, yeah, Kate Blanchett's in it. Damn, I won't know more about that. He's filming it right now. We'll drop the trailer to that when it comes out. Yeah, we'll check that out. Go check out fucking Death Wish. Yeah. Watch that Grindhouse trailer. Check out, um, you know, the movie we watched. Oh, yeah. Goddamn. Yeah. We fucking suck this movie's dick. Yeah, we did. Sure. Across the board. And when Travis said what he said in the chat, I was like, damn, I'm not going to like this movie. But I see why you said that now. Yeah. I thought, I was I like, damn, say- I picked another fucking neon demon. <laughs> no, nah, man. And I got it a good track no- record, you know? It, yeah. Trying to keep I my mean, numbers up. Who, who's got the best track record? I don't know. <laughs> I have to go back and look. Uh, I've I've been reminded every episode that it's not me, <laughs> dude. No, nah, you had no way of knowing. Listen, Neon Demon, it's a joke. We've talked about it because I've cut the episodes. I've listened to us. You know, you guys, you didn't go back and listen. I've listened. Neon Demon wasn't that bad. It's been a joke. It's an inside joke. I'm sorry, yeah. Travis. <laughs> I really am like we're you know, it's no, man. <laughs> it's like it's it, now fun. it's turned into a thing like because at the time when we watched it, you know we were all pretty upset. You were too. We all came around later. We watched other movies and we were like, whoa, like. Yeah. But it's like it just picked up. You know, it's our thing, like a neon demon. Like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, it's a joke. Yeah, I'm They're sorry. Covered. 
Golden Monkey. Yeah. I mean, those three stars. Yeah. All I'm saying is you didn't give Neon Demon three stars. I'm pretty sure um, you gave it no star. <laughs> but that trailer was really good. Yeah. Do yourself a favor and go watch that Neon Demon trailer. <laughs> the trailer was good. No, the movie wasn't that bad. Yeah. It just fucking I, threw us for a loop because it was like, yeah. what? What the fuck? So we're watching Thor next week. We're watching fucking Thor Ragnarok, man. We're gonna we're gonna get Thor with Thor. Yeah, I'll go ahead and give it a star. Yeah. Right now I'm dropping a star. It's a real state first. <laughs> dropping uh, a star the week before. A pre-star? Pre-star. They're on pre-sale. Get your pre-stars. I did already I already know how this is gonna turn out. Let's get fucking three stars across the board, dude. And we're going to suck its dick. We're going to suck this movie's dick and finger its asshole. While we do For two and a half hours. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Check us out next week, guys. We're doing uh, Thor Ragnarok. Um, Go check out um, Futile and Stupid Gesture. If you haven't seen it, uh, do yourself a favor and uh, go learn about one of the pioneers of uh comedy um i mean you can at least do yourself that sir so it was great i'm ready for next week so we can watch thor again so and, it, and i hate that it's been a theme for you know we've had a couple episodes where we've talked about it but you know killing yourself's not the answer no Never. definitely not not in a million years. Don't do it. It's stupid. Yeah. You're better than that. Yeah. I mean, there's always somebody out there that cares you may about not, you. Yeah. That you may not think you touch. Hell, holler, holler at us at, at a real estate podcast. I'll fucking talk to you. Yeah. I mean, come on. You need somebody to talk to. Just send a big, long email. You know, I can join the yeah. pod. We might get you on. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, we're going to charge you therapy rates, but hey, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. No, if you need, for real, if you need somebody to talk to, hit, hit one of us up, hit somebody. It's a dick move. It's a dick move, man. Yeah. It's selfish. Very. I, I mean, unless you're Hunter S. Thompson in it and you're like, it's my time to go. He was 80. Yeah, he was. He was tired. He was sick of fucking I understand. Like, yeah. He was 80, man. This dude was 33 years old. Yeah. 30 fucking three. It wasn't that bad. It's never that bad. No. Who knows, man? Think about it like this. Like we said earlier, Rodney Dangerfield didn't start doing stand up until he was way, way late into his, you know, what? What? 40s 50s? it was close he was pushing 40s so and he he door to door he was roughing was it but he was right and he was selling like bullshit yeah he was roughing it but look at look at what he became you never know if shit's not working out right now it will work out there's always silver lining in every situation fucking there's always tomorrow yeah so um if anybody ever asks you, if you've paid your dues, what are you going to say? The fucking Bitcoin's in the mail. 
What's the price of the Bitcoin right now? It's like eight grand. It went down big time. Yeah, I know. Dude, there's people that bought it when it was 17,000. That's now it's dropped. But here's the thing it'll go back up. It's Bitcoin. I kind of wish I could set my computer up to farm for it. It's not worth it. I've looked into it now, dude. You would use your power bill would be so much it wouldn't it wouldn't be worth it. Wouldn't justify it. Back in the day when you could get a Bitcoin for fucking five cents. Yeah. It was worth it. But now, nah dude. Travis is playing with a fucking rain stick. What are you doing over there? <laughs> it sounds just like a rain stick. What is that? He's taking I was washing sh- my hands. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Rain stick? Yeah, I know. I'm sorry, Travis. Neon Demon wasn't that bad, guys. Disclaimer. Yeah. I'm sorry, Travis. Now I feel like every time I've said that, that Travis is like, just dies a little bit inside. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Like when we, we get off here, he's a fucking neon demon. Like he'll never live it down. Like he's just trying to find a pick. Well, next week you're going to fucking redeem yourself. My friend. Yeah. Thor Ragnarok. The fucking, probably one of the best movies of fucking 2017. Am I alone on that? Sure. Oh, okay. No. It got real quiet. And I'm like, uh, was there a better one? I heard crickets. Church, church. <laughs> church, church. I was like, oh, I just fucking neon demon this situation. Yeah. All right, guys. Real estate podcast, fucking at gmail.com, Twitter, MySpace, Facebook, fucking Friendster. <laughs> We're there. We are there. We're online. Google it. We come up. And if you don't use Google, go fuck yourself. For real. You using Bing? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. You don't deserve to listen to this podcast. I agree. Fucking no binging. Keep it rigid. Keep it rigid like a breadstick. <laughs> Always. <laughs>